Talk Recorded live. Oh, and it starts to run out of gas. It starts spittering and spattering. And you think, what is going on? You check the gas tank and you think, I've run out of gas. See, we too have indicators of when our emotional bank accounts are low. And that is, we get frustrated, we get upset, everything seems hard, seems like it's never going to change, it's always impossible, we don't enjoy the gifts that God has given us because we're overwhelmed. That is how you can check your emotional bank account right there. Are you enjoying the life that God gave you? Are you acting like a champion? Are you overcoming the punches of life? Because the truth of the matter is, life is a lot like that boxer in a ring. You're going to get knocked out every now and then. You're going to get hit every now and then. Somebody's going to offend you every now and then. But you have bounce back. You have what it takes. Mental toughness. And I want to encourage every one of us to take the time to fill your mental bank account. You know, I love my kids so much. My husband and my children are the greatest gifts that God's ever given me. They're my life. I love them so much. I'll do anything for them. I try to do everything for them. I bug them. I I get around them. I want to be around them. My children say, you love me too much, Mom. I love my husband. I'd rather spend time with him bike riding or just hanging out than anybody else. But if my emotional tank is not filled... I cannot fill my family's tank. I can't enjoy the gift that God's given me, the greatest gift of all. The Bible says it like this. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Can I ask you a question today? How are you loving yourself? How are you taking care of yourself? How are you building yourself up? You're a three-part being. You're a body. You're a soul, and you're a spirit. And it's very important that those pieces go together. God has given you a regenerated spirit to connect to His Word. But He wants your mind to be full of His Word, anchoring you. You're not supposed to be tossed to and fro. You're not supposed to be blown like the seas of the shore, one day up, one day down. One day you're happy, one day you're not. You're not supposed to be like that. God's given you strength. He's called you a conqueror. Listen, if we're going to enjoy this life that Jesus came to give us, the abundant life, we're going to have to fill our emotional buckets, our emotional tanks. You know, one of the most spiritual things you can do is to fill your emotional tank. Now, not everybody fills their emotional tank the same way, but it's a very spiritual thing to do because when you're facing the challenges of life, if you're going to come through unscathed, If you're going to come through looking like a a conqueror, you're going to have to get some mental toughness. You're going to have to decide that God is for you and He's not against you. That you are well able to do what He's called you to do. See, there's nothing worse than being in bondage. Can you imagine being tied up in bondage? See, that's what it was like before Jesus. No, you know, there was not a grace, a spiritual freedom like there is today. God loves you, and He wants you to walk in everything that He came to give you. Sometimes it's as simple as this to fill your, to fill your spiritual account. It's to remind yourself that you're God's masterpiece, that you're made 
in his image, with his character, with his likeness, with his strength. That you're unique. That he specifically designed you. You're not an accident. You didn't just show up on planet Earth. But God has the specifications on you. You're lacking nothing. You have everything to accomplish what he's called you to accomplish. You need to dwell on that. Get that into your heart and mind. And don't compare yourself with other people. Because the truth of the matter is, they don't have what you have. Because you're special. You're unique. You're one of a kind. You know, I believe if you really want to have some mental strength, you have to be your biggest cheerleader. You have to be your biggest cheerleader. You can't wait for people to validate you. You have to believe in yourself. Don't wait around for someone to send you flowers. Send yourself some flowers. We should get up every morning and we should make declarations of faith. Now, if you've come to this church very long or you've been in this ministry very long watching online or on the radio or wherever, you know that every single Sunday Joel gets up here and he declares over us who we are in Christ Jesus. He is saying, let's bind our mind to the mind of Christ. Let's connect ourselves to heaven because that's what we are. We are heaven bound. We are conquerors here on earth. He tells us we're disciplined. We're focused. We're intelligent. We're beautiful. We're smart. We have everything it takes. Okay, let me just ask this question. I want you all to be really truthful, and I'm not trying to embarrass anyone. Can I just see, and don't be embarrassed if you don't, that's okay. Can I just see a show of hands of how many people get up every morning and make positive declarations over their lives? Okay, that's not enough. That is not enough hands. Congratulations, guys. More power to you. Let me tell you something. You're cheating yourself if you don't get up and bind your mind to the mind of Christ. If you don't say what God says about you. See, there is a veneer. It looks like a thick wall, but it's not. It's thin. It's just a veneer, and you have to break through it. Because, see, we weren't taught to say nice things about ourselves. We were taught that if we say nice things about ourselves, if we say we're talented, that we're boasting and we're bragging. But can I tell you, you're not boasting and you're bragging. You're boasting on the Lord. You're boasting about who He made you to be. You're boasting about His likeness. You are binding your mind to heaven. And when you do that, you are more than a conqueror. We have to get up and make these declarations of faith. We also need to decide that we're going to enjoy our life. We're going to enjoy the peace and the joy of the moment. How many of you just rush by life? We all do. Rush through life and we forget to breathe in those beautiful moments when your child kisses your face, when your husband tells you he loves you. When you get that promotion, it's back to work. Take a minute. Breathe it in. Say, thank you, Lord. Be grateful. Look around. Go outside and look at the trees, the grass. God made that for you. He made that for you to enjoy. Pause, take a minute, collect your thoughts, and realize you were created not to struggle, not to barely get by, but to be more than a conqueror. I bought a bracelet the other day. It's a, it's a, it was just a funny little thing, but you know what? I've been working on this myself, and it's what they call a pause bracelet. It's a little beaded bracelet. On, on the back of it, it's got a little disc. 
And inside that disc is a battery. And you can set that little disc to 60 minutes or 90 minutes. So every 90 minutes, that little disc vibrates on my wrist. And it reminds me to take inventory of my thought life. It reminds me to pause and to be grateful. It reminds me that when I do these things, it brings an awareness to my life. What's going on in my thoughts? It helps me to redirect and refocus. See, we go at a thousand miles a minute. We're doing one thing and we're thinking of the next thing that we have to do. And so all throughout the day, we need to just take these moments to pause, reset our focus, remind ourselves that we're aligned with heaven, that we can't get under, out from under the mighty hand of God, that we can rest in his presence, we can relax. You know, you don't have to have a pause bracelet like mine. These days, you can set your, your uh, telephone. You can have a little alarm go off. You can set little post-its around. Whatever you need to do, I encourage you to pause throughout the day and realign your thoughts to the thoughts of Christ. See, God wants to strengthen us in Ephesians 3.16, in our innermost being, that soulish man. He wants it to be anchored strong and secure in him. It says in Philippians 4, 8, it says make sure you're taking time throughout the day to think of these things, things that are true, things that are noble, praiseworthy, things that are a good report, things that are lovely. Whatever is a good report, praiseworthy, that scripture is telling us this. You can find praiseworthy, noble, and excellent things in your life throughout the day if you'll look for them. Amen, if you'll look for them. So, if you're having troubles in your relationships, if you're frustrated all the time, let that be an indicator. It's time for me to start declaring who I am in Christ. It's time for me to quit comparing myself to others. It's time for me to understand that I am uniquely designed for this time on earth and that I have gifts to enjoy and I'm going to enjoy them. I believe if we'll do that, We'll see God's love and faithfulness, and we will become more than conquerors. Amen.
I like that. Not average, not mediocre. God handpicked you. He breathed His life into you. He crowned you with His favor. You have the DNA of Almighty God. That's why we can put our shoulders back and hold our head up high. Not, not so much because of who we are, but because of whose we are. So we have a right to live a victorious life. So just encourage you, like, like we were singing, you have the most powerful force in the universe on your side right now. All those against Him will fail. You know, sometimes we think, well, you know, this sickness is coming against me or these people are coming against me, but really they're not coming against you. They're coming a bit against the, the God who lives in you. So, you know, the, the Scripture even says that God's hand is... His is clenched against your enemies. That's why we can rest in peace and say, God, we're going to do our part. We're going to honor you. We're going to stay in faith. And God, we know you'll get us to where we're supposed to be. See, it says in Philippians, he that began a good work in you will continue until it's complete, until it's perfectly finished. So you may have some things in your life today that are unfinished. You know, sometimes it's easy to, you know, think, well, I'm never going to get well. Joel's been so long or... My child's never going to get on the right track. I've been praying to him for 10 years. No, God is the author and the finisher of our faith. What God started, he's going to finish. He's going to bring it to completion. My encouragement is don't talk yourself out of it. Don't let the negative thoughts, the never lies, you know, you'll never get well, never get accomplish a dream, never break that addiction. Don't believe the never lies. You just remember what God said. God, I thank you that what you began in my life you will bring to completion. See, the Scripture says God's written every day of our life in His book. He knows the end from the beginning. Let me tell you, your book ends in victory. Now, you may, you may go through some negative, negative times. You may go through a negative chapter, but the key is don't get stuck in that chapter. Keep moving forward, trusting God, letting things go that you don't understand. You'll come into another chapter of victory. Let's be believers and not doubters. 2016, a year of acceleration in your life. You're going to see God do things sooner than expected. In Jesus' name. We're going to take a moment to pray. Jesus said, my Father's house will be called a house of prayer. If you need prayer today, we'd love to pray for you one-on-one. -on -one. There'll be a prayer partner at the front of your section. During this next song, anyone's welcome to come down for prayer. rest of you, you're welcome to be seated if you'd like. Those of you watching online, listening on SiriusXM, we're going to be praying for you as well. But thanks for being here with us. Come on down if you need prayer today.
As a thank you for your support of our ministry this month, Joel and Victoria would like to send you a copy of Joel's new three-part series, The Dream in You. God wants every dream in your heart to come to pass. It doesn't matter how young or how old you are. God has not forgotten about you. Discover the dream in you today. To request your copy of The Dream in You, visit us at joelosteen.com or call us toll-free. God has equipped you with everything you need to fulfill your dreams. It's not too late. You haven't missed too many opportunities. These messages will build your faith and encourage you to make your dream a reality. Sometimes people or circumstances will try to talk you out of your dreams. My goal is to help talk you into your dreams. Request this resource. It will give you the fuel to help believe for all that God put in your heart. And thanks so much for being with us today. Victoria and I pray for you and your family, believing for God's very best. I know he has you in the palm of his hand. We appreciate your prayer and your support. If you'd like to help us take hope around the world, you can go to the website. and I know together we can make a great difference. And a special thank you to our Champion of Hope partners for all you do to make the ministry possible. We never like to close the broadcast without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Would you pray with me? Just say, Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. If you prayed that simple prayer, we believe you got born again. Get in a good Bible-based church and keep God first place. Until we meet again, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May He show you His favor and have mercy on you. God bless you and have a great faith-filled week. Your partnership makes this ministry possible. Your faithful and consistent monthly support makes you a champion of hope. The vision of Joel Osteen Ministries is to use every avenue available to present the hope of Jesus Christ to people everywhere. Visit joelosteen.com slash partner today. Whether you're home, at the office, or on the go, make today's word with Joel and Victoria part of your day. You'll be encouraged, challenged, and energized to grow in your relationship with God every morning. Visit joelosteen.com slash sign up and register for your free daily devotionals from Joel and Victoria today. Tune in tomorrow morning for another broadcast of Wake Up to Hope with Joel and Victoria right here only on TBS. Your health and physical well-being matter to your Heavenly Father. He has given you the resources to live a vibrant life with energy to spare. In her revolutionary book, Think and Eat Yourself Smart, Dr. Carolyn Leaf reveals the critical part your mind plays in shaping your diet and improving your health. To thank you for your gift to your TBN this month, we'll rush you this special TBN edition of Dr. Leaf's book. And for your special gift of $250 or more, TBN introduces this new leather-bound The Names of God Study Bible. Call 800-201-5200 or visit tbn.org slash giving to share and request your copy of Think and Eat Yourself Smart for your gift of any size or the new leather-bound TBN edition of The Names of God Study Bible along with Dr. Leap's book for your gift of $250 or more. Renew your mind and body right now as you partner with TBN. Call, click, or write today. 
Get your front row seat and be a part of the music and ministry of the Hillsong Channel. If you're not getting the Hillsong Channel, check out the many options that are available. AT&T U-verse, Verizon Files, Glory Star, and more. To request the Hillsong Channel with your cable or satellite carrier, call 1-844-HILLSONG or 1-844-445-5766. You can also watch over the air or download the Hillsong app for iPhone and Android. Or visit the Hillsong website and watch online at hillsong.com. Hi, my name is Carl Lentz. I pastor Hillsong New York City here in Manhattan. And just want to thank you for watching TBN, uh, being a part of TBN, all the partners around the world who make this network possible. Um, thank you. On behalf of many who have been impacted by it, um, keep serving God. Stay a part of this because TBN is all over the world because of faithful people like you. So thanks for watching. Thanks for giving. God bless you. Up next, watch Joseph Prince proclaiming the gospel of grace on TBN. This is TBN, part of the Trinity Broadcasting family of networks, celebrating 43 years of God's miracles. The following paid program is sponsored by the friends and partners of Joseph Prince Ministries. Today with Joseph Prince. In the story of Samson, we find God uses weak things. God uses things that are rejected, things that no one thinks much of. And the message is clear. It's not even one pinch of our effort. It's all God. Every blessing that we receive is because Jesus paid for it. Give Him praise. Hallelujah. Amen. Even in times of turmoil and famine, you can live fear-free and experience God's supernatural provision. Today, as a thank you for your gift of any amount to the ministry, we will send you Joseph's latest two-sermon audio series, Walking in Supernatural Success. In this resource, learn how you can receive God's unmerited blessings of favor, supply, and success. When you meet God with a seed, He will meet you with a harvest. God is a God who provides the supernatural. For a specific gift to the ministry, you can also request The Benjamin Generation, five times more blessings, one DVD album, as well as The Benjamin Generation softback book. Included in this collection is the Unmerited Favor softback book. To order these resources, call us toll-free at 1-877-901-4300 or visit josephprince.org today. I want to share with you these principles of rest today from the story of Samson. The story of Samson. It contains rich nuggets of truth about rest. We want to see where Samson was called by God, where he failed, what we need to avoid today. All right? You ready? Look at Samson's life because God puts stories in the Bible, real stories that literally happen. They are there for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world have come. They are written there. The stories are there, not because it happened, then God put a story to thicken the Bible. They are there to teach us lessons today. All right, God, God brought forth this baby boy uh, called Samson for the sole purpose of becoming Israel's deliverer from the Philistines. Everyone say Philistines. Say Samson. 
All right, when I say Samson, I'm not saying Delilah, okay? Some people say Samson or Delilah. No, no, no. Samson is Samson. You say Romeo, they say Juliet. I'm talking about Samson now. You know, uh, the Philistines are the number one enemy of Israel. You look throughout the Bible, when David killed Goliath, Goliath was a Philistine. So the Philistines today, who are the Philistines? Because we need to find out who are the Philistines today. That these Philistines in the Bible are spoken about. Who are they today for us? So number one, we can tell by the name. Even names in the Bible have divine significance. The name Philistine in Hebrew means wallowing in the dust. So any teaching today, any preaching, any doctrine that makes you feel guilty, makes you feel dirty, makes you feel dusty, wallowing in the dust in guilt and condemnation is the work of the Philistine. Are you listening? The work of the Philistine is to make you feel dirty, unclean, that God is angry with you. It does not point you to the finished work of Jesus Christ and how His blood has, has perfectly removed all your sins. It does not point you to that. It points you to how dirty you are. And uh, it's, a, it's a teaching that causes you to burden all the way down to the dust. Whereas anointed teaching will lift you to the heights of heaven. Hallelujah. You will walk out of this place feeling like light and free. You feel replenished, not, not depleted. Amen? Look at the Philistines and where they came from. They came from one of the sons of Noah because all of us come from one, one of the sons. Noah had three sons. Noah had Shem, Ham, Japheth. Alright? Now, the Philistines came from Ham. Not bacon, Ham. Shem, Ham, Japheth. The Israelites came from Shem. They are Shemites. Now, Ham brought one of the sons that's called Misraim. That's the name for Egypt. Mizraim in Hebrew. Alright, one of the sons is called Mizraim. Mizraim brought forth Kalushim. Kalushim brought forth Philistine. So Philistine is the grandson of Egypt. By look, starting where they came from, we learned some things about what kind of Philistines are attacking us today. So look at this map up here. Alright, look at this map up here. You will find Egypt, orientate yourself. You see Egypt on the left in yellow. You see the Red Sea in red. That's the Red Sea. The children of Israel crossed the Red Sea into the wilderness. On the other side, see Israel up there and the Jordan River. Now I'm going to show you how the Philist what are the Philistines today. Because some people in the church say that the Philistines today, they are a type of the world. Alright? The world. But the Philistines are not the world. Because the Philistines are in God's promised land. In other words, these, these Philistines today are people in the church. Teachings in the church. Teachings that come against Jesus in the church. But it's so subtle, you'll miss it. Alright, let's recognize the work of the Philistine. I'm going to show you what happens all right, uh, uh, in their history so you understand uh, a little bit about the Philistines. The Philistines came out of Egypt. Alright, they went upwards. Alright, to the right. They bypassed the Red Sea. Notice that? They bypassed the Red Sea and they go upwards into the promised land. God's land of blessings. Now, do you know that God today does not bring us to a physical land? God brings us to a land called my rest. In Hebrews 4, God does not say, they will not enter my land. He said, they will not enter my rest. All right, in the Old Testament, the land of God is like a place of rest. God brings you to a land where you do not labor. God uh, gives you to live in houses you do not build, nor fill. God makes you drink water from wells you do not dig. 
God makes you eat from vineyards and olive trees you did not plant. In other words, God gives you a land of rest. Even the, the fruit of the land. You know, uh, uh, in Israel, uh, sorry, in, in the wilderness, they were murmuring for the food of Egypt. The food of Egypt is garlic, leeks, onions. It's back-breaking work to get the food of Egypt. A lot of labor. But the food of Israel, the food of Canaan land, the land flowing with milk and honey, they're all easy pickings. Vines, grapes, figs, pomegranates. Amen. Do you see that? Today, the meaning is that in the blessings of God are easy. They are effortless. Amen. You don't have to be your, like your colleagues, work overtime, uh, work excessively, and you will have more salary than even those who work overtime. That's God's best for you. That's God's highest. You know, God wants you to be so undistracted that you have time for the Lord, time to enjoy your, your, your family and the Lord on Sunday. Amen. Once you see that, you see that, that the Philistines went into Israel bypassing the Red Sea. Whereas God brought His people out from Egypt like this via the Red Sea, upwards into the wilderness, into the Promised Land via Jordan River. So there are two bodies of water His people will have to cross. Number one is the Red Sea. Number two is River Jordan. Amen. Both typify the cross of Jesus Christ. In other words, uh, uh, the Red Sea, when God opened up the Red By the way, none of them got wet in either scenario because God opened up both. They crossed the Red Sea as by dry land. They crossed the River Jordan, all right, after God moved the River Jordan. In fact, when the priests stepped into the River Jordan with the Ark of the Covenant, God slapped back the river all the way to a city called Adam. It's a picture of when Jesus died for our sins, amen, the Ark of the Covenant, God rolled back all your judgment back to Adam. Yeah. Hallelujah. So in other words, the Red Sea, a picture of water baptism, a picture of the cross as well as the River Jordan, tells you you cannot enter the promised land, you cannot enter the rest of God, you cannot enter the blessings of God, you cannot enter the land of flowing of milk and honey without the cross, without the finished work. The Philistines tell you you can enter it, alright, without the cross, without the finished work. Today there are many, many teachings, even Christian teachings that sort of like, Give lip service to the cross, and then, but yet at the same time tells you, all right, you're going to have healing, all right, by your own efforts. They bypass the cross. They bypass the finished work. All right, all this is the work of the Philistines. Are you listening? Any work that bypasses the finished work is the work of the Philistines. Amen. I don't care what the world says. If the world says you can have the good life of God, the abundant life without the cross, without Jesus Christ, you can have the secret to the good life. But there's no Christ. Forget it. Amen. It's a broad way to destruction. Alright? Every blessing that we receive is because Jesus paid for it. Give Him praise. Hallelujah. Amen. Alright, so that we have a life of rest because Jesus did it all. Jesus paid it all. Hallelujah. Samson was born to a man called Manoach. And he was his destiny was to deliver Israel from the Philistines. Now, Manoach, his name, Manoach, means rest. So you can say that Samson was a child of rest. He's born of rest. By the way, Manoach is where you get the name Noah. It's the same derivative, all right, which means rest. And when, before he was born, an angel of the Lord came to Samson's mother and told her that this child was destined to be a champion to deliver Israel. So the, the, the Lord, in fact, it was Jesus that appeared. Messenger there, all right, the word there is messenger, is the Lord Jesus because he says that his name is wonderful. 
All right? And he said to the woman that this child is destined to be a champion. Uh, watch this. The Lord says, make sure you don't eat anything from the grape tree, neither raisins, nor grapes, nor wine, because this child shall be a Nazarite from the mother's womb. Now, a Nazarite, the law of the Nazarite is actually about three months. Right, you keep your hair long during that time because of a vow you make to God, and during that time you drink no wine and touch no dead body. All right, and then you fulfill your vow. But Samson was called to be a Nazarite from his womb, from the womb of his mother, until he dies. You understand? It's a lifelong Nazarite ship. Then the Bible tells us the mother ran all the way when she saw the man of God. She ran all the way up the hill, and by the way, we have been up the hill. Alright, have you been there? You know, it was wonderful. That hill, by the way, is still there. And the path that she ran up is still there. Thousands of years old. And I'm telling you, I don't know how the Bible says she ran to find her husband. Ran upwards the hill. Because I'm telling you, running upwards the hill, no joke, we tried. And as I looked down at my pastors running up the hill, because of course I'm up there already. <laughs> they were panting, they were, they were struggling. And she found her husband, Manoah, and she said that this messenger from God came, and his face was brilliant, and he gave me this outstanding message. And, and the husband says, I will not believe until I see him. Ask God to send him again. So he himself prayed, God, if this is true, send the man of God again. Send that messenger again. And, and Jesus appeared again in his pre-incarnate appearance to Manoah. And again, he said the same things that he said to the wife, and then he disappeared. Then Manoah did something, uh, said something foolish. He said, oh, we're going to die. We're going to die because we have seen God. And the, and the wife, the sensible one usually, he said that if God wants to kill us, why tell us we're going to have a son? Duh. Samson's life was, was mocked by supernatural things from the start, even before he was born. And I, I don't believe for one moment that Samson's great exploits all right, was accomplished because he, he looked like a bodybuilder and a physical strength. I don't believe that for one moment. I know that he killed 1,000 Philistines right, single-handedly, but the Bible says before that, the Spirit of God came on him. I know he unhinged bronze gate and put it on his back, a feat no one can do, all right? But I don't believe for one moment he looked like, you know, biceps, bulging, triceps, and uh, forceps, and, uh, and eight packs. And walking around saying, Duh, I am so strong, I don't know what to do, duh. <laughs> no, no, no. All right, it's not because I'm making fun of bodybuilders because I don't have one. You know, I... <laughs> sour grapes. <laughs> but, but, usually I did talk like that, I don't know why. Anyway, <clears throat> I don't believe Samson looked like that. I believe he looked ordinary. Amen. I don't believe for one moment he looked like Pastor Lawrence. I believe he looked ordinary. Amen. Perhaps even skinny. So that when he carried the bronze gates on his back, everyone said, this is God. Amen. Just like me. I used to be very nervous speaking to even to four or five people in a group. And I was a stammerer and a starter. And now I'm speaking to thousands. You are looking at the grace of God in action. So that those who know me before, they will say, this is God. Amen. Praise the Lord. And looking at Samson like that, the Bible says, only at times the Holy Spirit would come on him, then he would do great exploits. Amen. You know, one time uh, they tie him up 
the Philistines cut hold of him and they tied him up. That shows that he's not always strong. They tied him up and then they dragged him and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit fell on him, the Bible says. And uh, I like the Hebrew. The Spirit of the Lord attacked him, <laughs> came on him, clothed him with himself, the Holy Spirit. I love the Hebrew. It's very aggressive. Then the Bible says he broke the ropes like tread. And uh, the 1,000 Philistines turned around and started attacking him. He had no weapons in his hand. He saw the jawbone of a donkey. He picked up the jawbone and started destroying one by bashing their heads, crushing their skulls. Until 1,000 people lay dead at the feet of Samson, all alone with a jawbone of a donkey. <laughs> in the story of Samson, we find God uses weak things. Samson had long hair, looked like a woman. And God used him. God used the things that are despised, like the jawbone of a donkey that no one thinks about as a weapon. God uses things that are rejected, things that no one thinks much of. You know, the donkey, no one, I mean, the, don the donkey itself, God cannot use him when he was alive. He goes around, hey -ho, hey -ho. God, God cannot use him. Until one day, the stupid donkey had a heart attack, he died. Now after he died, God said, I still cannot use him. There's too much flesh. Alright? So the vultures came and the jackals came. Ate up all the flesh until only some remnants left. God said, still some flesh. I cannot use him. Amen? All the ants came and finished what little pickings of flesh were left. And then only bones were left. But the bones were still fresh. God said, still cannot use him. He's still fresh. Amen? Then the sun came out and scorched every day upon the bones until the bones were dried. I mean, it's completely dry. God says, now I can use him. And God used the jawbone of a donkey to destroy his enemies. And the message is clear. It's not even one pinch of our effort. It's all God. God does not help those who help themselves. Well, it's in the Bible. No, it's not. Give me the verse. Uh, uh. It's not in the Bible. The reason why God cannot help some of us is because we are still helping ourselves. We are still scheming, conniving. Amen. After Samson destroyed the 1,000, he was tired. He came himself again. He fell to the ground and says, God, you gave me a great, a great victory. Please don't let me die of thirst. And out of the jawbone of a donkey, God caused rivers of water to come up for Samson to be refreshed by. I'm telling you, God is still using jawbones of donkeys to minister rivers of living water to his people. Hallelujah. Huh? Amen. It's a great compliment to my career. Thank you, Jesus. With all his great exploits, Samson had a problem. It's a problem that is pretty common with men. His problem was that of lust. L-U-S-T. He had a women problem. The anointing notwithstanding, he had a women problem. And whenever you find a man or a woman for that matter, who have a lust problem, usually the problem is not lust. The problem is rejection. When you find a man with a lust problem, the lust is the fruit. It's not the root. You know what's the root usually? He has a father problem when he was growing up. It's usually a father problem. When a man has a problem with lust, usually it's because he, uh, there's an absentee father, or the father is physically present, but he's not affirming. He's not encouraging. How many of you understand that people can be in front of you, 
and you know they look at you, you talk to them, you know the lights are on but nobody is at home. You ever see that? Like your wife, you know, she talks to you and, and you know at the end she says, Are you are you hearing what I'm saying? You say, Yeah, of course. And she says, Tell me what I said. Then you always quote the very last word you heard. Any of you feel done that before, come on? It's feeling a bit lonely up here. Anyone of you done that before, come on? <laughs> the lights are on but nobody's at home. You know, you can be sitting down here, the same thing also. You're not hearing what God is speaking. You know, so he had a last problem. And, uh, and it's because of the way his father brought him up. Let me tell you something about, about last problem. Usually, it comes out of rejection. A life of rejection. Now, Samson should not feel rejected. He should feel special. But don't forget, Samson was called by God to live a Nazarite life from young. His parents should have... His father especially should have made him feel special. Because every year they have a grape harvest. You know, they pick up the grapes. and It's a, it's a whole village celebration. They'll put the grapes in the wine press and the kids will all jump on it and start dancing. They play instruments, they'll sing songs. And the adults and the young people, it was a communal thing where they, they would dance and step on the grapes. That's why you get juicy wine, folks. And during the time of celebration, one little boy wasn't there. And he was Samson. Why? Because... He cannot be among grapes, lest a juice is squeezed into his lips. So he is kept away from the celebration. Can you imagine the little boy peering through the bushes, looking at the other kids playing, and still knowing that, you know, he cannot participate? That's the time the father, his role comes into play. But the father is a weak man. How do we know? Because when the angel left, remember what he said to his wife? We die, 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 die. And the wife was the one that is stronger spiritually. And said, if God wants us to die, why show us all these things? So the father was a weak man. Not only that, when he grew up, don't forget, his hair was long. You know, when you're three years old, four years old, you know, and you keep your hair long, sometimes no one can tell whether you're a boy or a girl. And children can be very cruel, you know. Kids, I mean, if there's any physical defect, the, the, a kid will let you know. In no undiplomatic terms. Beyond the shadow of any doubt. They'll let you know. I'm sure that they make fun of Samson. Like in Hebrew, Samson is Shimshon. That's male. The female version is Shimshona. They'll probably call him Shimshona, Shimshona. Amen. You know what that does to a young boy? He hates his call. That's where the father comes in. But the father was never there. So he grew up with rejection. He grew up with a sense of that he doesn't belong. Now, if the father was smart, if the father was wise, the father could say to him, every time during grape harvest, Samson, you and I are going to the fields for hunting. We have a man's job to do. Whereas your friends are stepping on grapes, we are stepping on dead deers. Hallelujah. We're going to have a man's job before us. Amen. You know, your friends, they're not special. You are special, son, because an angel appeared to mom and dad talking about you. Wow. None of your friends have angels appearing, you know. Wow, I feel privileged to be in your presence. Amen. You make the boy feel special. Amen. You make him feel his privilege to be different. Amen. But the father was weak. And what was meant to be a special thing for Samson became, became something that he didn't want. Now, my little daughter Jessica, when she went to primary one, she came back one day and said to me, Daddy, they're making fun of me, some people. I said, Why? They're calling me, why is your name Prince? 
Now here is where I must be alert. I cannot say, ah, don't worry about it, don't worry about it. I must pay attention. I said, Jessica, listen. All right? They're just jealous of you because you have a prince to your name. All right? Because your daddy is a prince charming, that makes you a princess. <laughs> hey, why do you all laugh? Make them feel special. Thank you for tuning in to our broadcast. You have watched highlights of a sermon by Joseph Prince. To order an audio CD of the full sermon, which is approximately 60 minutes long, call the toll-free number at one 877 4300 or log on to josephprince.org now. On Joseph Prince. In spite of all his weaknesses and lust, Samson's life has pictures of Christ. And that really excites me because every hero of the Bible, you can see Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. And you need to understand that this uh, temptation is lust. Is as old as Adam and Eve. Don't think for one moment it's a modern day problem. It's too great for me to handle. There's no such thing. Amen. God's grace is greater than all your temptations. Even in times of turmoil and famine, you can live fear-free and experience God's supernatural provision. Today, as a thank you for your gift of any amount to the ministry, we will send you Joseph's latest two-sermon audio series, Walking in Supernatural Success. Learn how you can receive God's blessings of favor, supply, and success. When you meet God with a seed, He will meet you with a harvest. God is a God who provides the supernatural. For a specific gift to the ministry, you can also request the Benjamin Generation Five Times More Blessings, one DVD album. Everything that typifies Benjamin in the story of Genesis is the same qualities, same provisions you'll see happen to this end-time generation. Included in this collection is the Unmerited Favor Softback Book. Learn about what Jesus has accomplished on the cross for you and how through His perfect sacrifice, you can lead an overcoming life as God's beloved. To order these resources, call us toll-free at 1-877-901-4300 or visit josephprince.org today. Thank you, Grace Revolution Partners, for your prayers and generous support that helps us broadcast the gospel into millions of homes around the world. With your help, we're also able to be on the ground to reach out and make a difference in impoverished communities across Asia. If you've been blessed by today's message, we invite you to partner with us to impact the world with the gospel of grace. Call us toll-free at 1-877-901-4300 or visit us at josephprince.org slash partner today. From international best-selling author Joseph Prince comes a brand new book, Grace Revolution. My life has been blessed. My relationship with my wife, my children have been blessed knowing what the great revolution is. Pastor Prince puts it this way. It's a preoccupation with Christ and not of yourself. And every day that I get to know how much I'm loved by God, not confident in my love for God, but confident in His love for me, every day I get to know about that, I experience His grace in His reality in my life. All of my life, I had felt like I had been disappointed pointing God and I was addicted to certain substances and alcohol and cigarettes and 
when I got the grace revelation from Pastor Prince on television, it just I became a new creation. Grace was so wonderful. Whatever defeat you may be struggling with now, I want to encourage you to anchor yourself in God's grace and begin to experience victory in every area of your life. Order your copy today and experience the Grace Revolution. Call 1-877-901-4300 or visit josephprince.org slash new book today. Joseph Prince Ministries is a Section 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax deductible for the amount that exceeds any fair market value of the materials you receive from us. Joseph Prince Ministries believes that your ties belong to your local church. Your donations to the ministry are received as offerings to support the preaching of the gospel of grace, as well as the ministry's humanitarian outreaches. The preceding paid program was sponsored by the friends and partners of Joseph Prince Ministries. Every day, we receive letters and emails from viewers telling us how TBN has made a difference in their lives. This true story comes from Tim in Missouri. I had some little side businesses going on. We used to uh, restore wood boats and sell them. You know, it was just all about the glamour and the making money. And one day, everything came to a head. Two of the guys that worked for me got into it with another friend of mine on our place. Come find out it was a dope deal went bad. One of them pulled a gun and shot him seven times from here up. And I thank God that he lived. I got taken to jail, so I felt pretty hopeless. I felt pretty lost. The second night in the county jail, I met Jesus. And I told Jesus, I'm the fool of all fools for not walking with you. Somewhere, all those years that my mother forced me to Sunday school, there was scripture that was planted in me. The judge gave me 30 years. So I went to prison and I got a TV. That TV wouldn't get any stations. I got this copper wire and I kind of stuffed it up in the corner of the cell and I got it out the bars just far enough I could get TV in. I did a lot of my growing in the Lord in the beginning of my walk, watching Praise the Lord, listening to these guys, how in just conversation how the Holy Spirit was working with them. I don't think my mind ever really got in prison. I can honestly say I learned and grew, and I had TBN through the whole 10 years. When you support your TBN, your gift allows us to continue ministering to men just like Tim. Right now is the perfect time to give your best gift. Thank you. This is TBN, part of the Trinity Broadcasting family of networks. Nothing will cut a swath of devastation across your soul like unforgiveness. It is the absolute opposite of what God calls us to.
Therefore the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king. The kingdom of heaven is your kingdom come, your will be done. The kingdom of heaven is God's economy. The kingdom of heaven is the place where what God wants to have happen, happens. Therefore the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king. Just a story, it didn't really happen. It's a comparison, it's a parable. A king who wished to settle accounts with his servants. When he began to settle, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. 10,000 talents, do you know how much that is? If you have a good study Bible, it probably tells you one talent was 20 years wages. One talent. So let's say that, you know, an elementary school teacher or something makes $50,000 a year. Okay? Got some experience, 50K. So 20 years of income at $50,000 a year is how much money? How much? A million dollars. That's one talent, a million dollars in today's dollars. So one talent is a million. How much is 10,000 talents? Ching, 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 ching. 10 billion. The answer is 10 billion. All right? So how much is, do you know how much 10 billion is? Say, no, I do not. No, I do not. <laughs> uh, 10 billion, here, here's, a, here's an example. We live in Chicago. Uh, if, you want, if you want a big sports fan, big sports fan, you say, you know what, I'm going to buy um, all the professional franchises in Chicago. I'm going to buy the Bears. I'm going to buy the Bulls. I'm going to buy the Blackhawks. I'm going to buy the Cubs. Fine, I'll even buy the White Sox. <laughs> And then, and, then, and then you're like, you know what? I like those teams so much. I'm going to buy all the teams, and I'm going to build them all their own personal state-of-the-art stadium. Five teams, five stadiums, $10 billion. And you still have plenty left over to buy everyone you know popcorn for every game forever. All right, it's a lot of money. In fact, I would suggest to you, that when Jesus said that one person owed 10,000 talents, what he was really saying was if we were in that language, we would immediately go, oh, an unpayable amount could never earn that much, could never get that much, unpayable. Some people say it's like Googleplex, okay? It's just, it's a number you could never get to. And so you can see then why it's a little bit insane that the guy comes in, he owes 10,000 talents, and since he could not pay, well, yeah, his master ordered him to be sold with his wife and his children all that he had and payment to be made. Not that he'd ever make payment, but he'd pay what he could and he'd be a slave for the rest of his life. So the servant fell on his knees imploring him, begging him, actually fell on his knees, better would be fell on his face, some translations say, imploring him, have patience with me and I will pay you everything, which was an outrageous assertion because there was no possibility whatsoever that he could do that. But out of pity or compassion, he felt for the man, the master, the king of that servant, released him and forgave the debt. Now, do you understand that that's you? Do you get it? Who's the king? Tell me, who's the king in the parable? God. God's the king, all right? And, and we're the one with the debt that cannot be paid. Do you understand that about yourself? that in spite of the fact that you're a good person and have done a lot of good things and tried to make some right choices, do you understand that before a holy God, you owe a debt that could never be paid? It is only the grace of God that keeps you from falling into hell this moment. Do you understand? You can't earn God's favor. You can't pay off your debt. You can't work to change it. 
This all revolves around seeing yourself clearly. That, that I have nothing with which to commend myself to God. I don't deserve His grace. I don't deserve His forgiveness. I can't earn it. My only chance is He's going to be like, never mind. However, the Bible says that God will not clear the guilty. God will not lightly dismiss our sin. And, of course, that's the good news of the gospel, that Jesus Christ came into the world. He paid a debt he did not owe because we owed a debt we could not pay. Could not pay it. It's outrageous that Jesus Christ took upon himself the penalty for your sin. It, it is mind-blowing, it is baffling that the God of the universe would love us enough to provide for the forgiveness of our sins through the punishment of his own son. On him almighty judgment fell that would have sunk the world to hell. All poured out upon Christ so you could be set free. That's the gospel. And the stunning thing is not that there's only one way. The stunning thing is that there's a way. And there is a way through what Jesus Christ accomplished. Now, what the parable is teaching is, is that the first thing that has to happen is your life has to be altered by that reality. You have to recognize your condition before a holy God. You need, to, you need to be baffled by his love and rocked by his forgiveness and throw your arms around that for the salvation of your own soul. Have you done that? That's the first decision. Have you done that? Because I'm telling you, it all starts right there. That you would be forgiven through your faith in Jesus Christ. Right? That's the gospel. That's the first choice. I am loved by God. The second choice, I am forgiven by God. Now, we're getting a little more into the message now because what the scripture teaches is, is that no matter what you say, if that's really happened to you, you're, 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 you're affected by that. I am altered by that. I got what I did not deserve. I have been provided for through all of eternity, 10,000 years from...
Can somebody say hallelujah? Woo. Bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. And all that's within me. Because, listen, he's been too good. And it's not through any goodness of mine. It's not through any goodness of yours. But those twins called grace and mercy. Enjoy Stingray music free on your mobile. Nehemiah 8, 6, and Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God, and all the people answered, Amen. Amen. Lifting up their hands, they bowed their heads and worshiped the Lord with their faces to the ground. When we receive a word from the Lord, our answer should be, Amen. Let the church say, Amen. Let the church say, Amen. Let the church say, Amen. God has spoken. So let the church
from the healing of your body to the raising of the dead. No matter how you feel or how your world is reeling, battle on through the night, cause you're going to win the fight. the church say, oh, lift your hands wherever you are and let the church Church say, lift your hands, lift your heart. 
Sometimes I don't even think about it a lot, but I do think about it sometimes. Arthur <laughs> probably mad at me, so he probably not on. Why is he mad at you? Because I wasn't on the prayer call. He get mad when I don't be on the prayer call. <laughs> okay. I'm sure you got to work that out. I already did. <laughs> mm. I'll pray for him and keep moving. Mm. That's all right. Mm-hmm. That is all right. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. It's a different kind of tire. I've been tired before. But this is a different type of tire. This is exhaustion, which is different from just tired. Hmm. Ain't that fun? Mm, that's related all. But you know what, though? It, it feels different to be exhausted from your own thing and exhausted from somebody else's job, you know, some other employer feels different. Mm, I'm, I'm glad you, are you enjoying the difference, dear? Yeah, I mean, because if I'm going to be exhausted, I'm, I don't mind going to be exhausted from doing my own stuff. 
Well, I know I can go in and paint your kid if I want to. Mm-hmm. Paint him. Paint. Mm-hmm. I got four of them here now. Mom needed to drop them off. <laughs> you got what? Before I said I have four of them downstairs now. Mom <laughs> has to be at work. Mama Lisa! So. Mama Lisa! <laughs> Ain't ain't none of that. Because my mama told them, you better go in there and don't say a word. You sit down. I ain't playing. I looked. I didn't even know they were here. I went out to get my towel and stuff from my shower. And I looked over the, you know, like upstairs, you can look over the rail and go banish the thing and see them. They were sitting up there like four soldiers sitting straight up, looking straight ahead. I mean, I don't think they blinked. I already know. They were trying to get dressed. I gotta go. But I can't move. All right, woman, well, you might as well go ahead and open us up. Yeah, I need this. I need a special prayer this morning. Mm-hmm. You going mountain climbing? <laughs> you know, I actually had another crazy dream again last night. I was on, but that mountain business is crazy because it was just too weird. My dreams are always very, very vivid, probably more than the average. Well, you know that. It's been like that since I was a teenager. And so because they're so real, you know, things like like the mountain thing that I fear a lot, mm-hmm. it's just way too vivid for me. So I go, whoa. Mm, okay. Oh. Father, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Thank you. Thank you for another opportunity. Thank you for another day and another chance to get it right. Thank you for clarity of mind. Thank you for transformation. Thank you for regeneration. Thank you for redemption. Thank you for clarity of thought. Thank you for 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 provision. Thank you for. A renewing. Thank you for renewing of mind, renewing of spirit, a renewing of of heart. Thank you. Thank you that 
you cared enough to do those works within us that you know needed to be done. And thank you for carrying us and thank you for giving us the courage and the strength to do the things that you would have for us to do. We just thank you this morning. We thank you that although things may not seem to be always the way we want them to be in every area of our lives, we thank you that things are as well as they are in the areas that they are in. And we just thank you that we have this fellowship that we can come together and just remind each other and teach each other and let one another know that we care and that no one is alone because we know that there are some who do feel like they're alone and no one understands their situation, no one understands their plight, no one understands how they feel. But we just thank you for the opportunity to be able to come together and and to fill each other's buckets, to fill each other's cups. And in that, we just, you know what? We, I personally, am coming just to ask for direction for everyone on the line, just for um, direction of individuals, because there are so many on the line who call in day to day to day after day after day after day, Um, for hours, and they need direction. The foundation is being laid, and the desire is there, but they need direction so that forward movement can take place because we know that sometimes we know what it is that we need to do, but we still are standing in the quicksand of fear and of trepidation, of of trembling, of um, uncertainty, of being afraid to move because we want guarantees. We want to know how the story is going to end before we even begin to write the first word or the first paragraph or the first page. And so we want those guarantees. And so we don't want to move until we feel like we have them. And so we are asking for faith and trust so that we can walk in obedience, so that you can write the book as we move. Because we need to move first so that you can so that you can write so that the pages can be turned. And so that is my prayer for today for everyone on the line. Forward movement, stepping out of the quicksand, getting onto the bank, getting onto the shore, so that individuals can walk in according to their purpose and breaking off any shackles that may be there that is from the past that is preventing them from being able to move because without that, 
without that. Hope does not exist. Hope is removed without forward movement. And we have said so many times that without hope, one is in danger of losing the focus and the desire to live. So that is my prayer for today, my sincere and honest prayer for my brothers and my sisters on the prayer call this morning. There's something that's said, something that's done to release any bondage and any shackles of fear and trepidation that's keeping people from moving and walking into their destiny. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, Brother Richardson, how you doing this morning? (laughs) Just to let you know, Brother Richardson, prayer call starts at 6. My day normally doesn't stop to 8 to 10 at night. So when I say I'm tired, I'm tired. Like what, 16 hours? Fam, final lemon. A lemon and a lime at the same time. Okay, I'm just I'm just letting you know. So, <laughs> so anyway, go ahead and pray, Brother Richardson. <laughs> yeah, because I got a minute before I can get in here. Father God, it's once again, Lord God, an honor and a privilege, Lord God, to seek you, Lord God, first in your kingdom and your righteousness, Lord God, for we know that all our desires will be added to you, to us. Father God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the opportunity, Lord God, to assemble ourselves together, Lord God, as one common, many members into one body, Lord God, and to praise your holy and your righteous name. Father God, we ask that you would get the glory out of our lives, Lord God. Let your glory shine from heaven upon us, Lord God, and cover us as throughout this day. Cover us, Lord God, in our homes, on our jobs, or even as we go out to take care of our daily business. Father God, we ask you to bind up the attack of the enemy and anything that will hinder or impede us from worship and praising your holy and your righteous name. Father God, we ask you to be with us, Lord God, throughout this day. Be with our family members. Be with all of your people, Lord God, who are called by your name to assemble themselves, Lord God, to seek your face, to in your will and your way for our lives. Order our steps, O oh God, in your word, Lord God. Keep us in perfect peace, Lord God. Let no hurt, harm, danger, sickness, evil, or distress come upon us, Lord God. We ask you to bind up the attack of the enemy and anything that will impede us, Lord God, for worship and praising your name. Father God, let your glory shine forth upon us on our jobs, Lord God, in our daily cares of our operations of our business. Father God, we ask that you will be with everyone who was going to school from the preschool, Lord God, from kindergarten to preschool, daycare, all the way up to college and graduate school, Lord God. Let their minds be open, Lord God, and let their ears be open and attuned to what is being taught, Lord God. Father God, let them be successful in their efforts, Lord God, even those who stand before them to try to instruct or teach your people what needs to be learned, Lord God. Let them speak, Lord God. Speak through their minds to show them how to instruct and to 
direct and give directions, Lord God, of, of, of coming up with the common concept, Lord God. Father God, we ask you to just be with our families, Lord God. Let your healing go through them, Lord God. Let your spirit and your anointing shine upon them, Lord God. Fill their hearts up with joy, Lord God. Fill their lips with praise, Lord God. Let them look to the hills for which come and their help, for their help comes from you who made the heavens and the earth, Lord God. We can't do nothing without you, Lord God. But with you, Lord God, we can do all things, Lord God, through Christ Jesus. We thank you, O oh God, for the mercies that we receive, Lord God, the brand new mercies we receive each and every day. Even as the, the speaker, the minister, get ready to minister to those who will be able to hear the word, Lord God. Let her speak with boldness, Lord God. Let her speak with with, with what you have given her from on high. Bless and keep her throughout her her her, her 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 sermon, Lord God, and let the words be come from heaven unto her lips and from her lips unto our ears. We just praise you, Lord God. We glorify you. We thank you, O oh Lord God, that even Sam woke up this morning, Lord God, ready and prepared to just share the word and breaking bread of life. Cover him and all those who will come on this call. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I'm going to have to go ahead and clock in. See, I'm late because you have been late, but, as you know, it hurt my feelings this week. But I'm not going to cry about it, Alisa. Hey, Arthur. I'm crying because Sam dogged me out last night. He dogged me out early this morning. We might have to have you start the prayer call in a couple more. Mm-mm-mm. I'm going on mute. one thing about it, I'm up and I'm on the call. But see, and I I drive a whole hour waiting. Okay, so you could be the first stretch then while you're on the phone. Oh, don't get small with me. Let me go ahead and clock in. Oh, oh. I was just suggesting. That's all. Nothing there, not a thing, not a thing. Just living life and loving life and doing what I do, yeah. You were lying You were lying You better text me what's funny. Oh, God. Oh, man. That part about it is, uh, I had all, I had all, I had but that's how you. That's how you started doing the call on Wednesday. He's supposed to been doing it a long time ago. He ain't never stepped up to do it yet, but he gonna complain. That's why I be laughing. That's why I laugh when you said it. <laughs> anyway, anybody else want to pray? Oh, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Well, if not, I guess I'll go ahead and pray then. What? 
Hey, Lisa. Yeah. A school, you said you, your school is located next to old school, right? No, it's going to outside the town. Oh, oh, okay, 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 okay. So then it's not close to you then. I I don't know what you're saying. I'll talk to you whenever you finish doing what you're doing. You asked me if the um if the new school if the new school was next to the old school. Right. Okay. But it's it's next to another school though. It's close to another elementary school in the district because all of the students who live in the area, we see them walking to the other schools every day. Okay, because I remember you saying something about the Brooks schools and the other camp kid, whatever lady or something. So I suppose I asked. Yeah, yeah, it's not. But the, the place, the area where the school is, mm-hmm. we're leaving in 10 minutes. The area where the school where the school is, why that outfit does not match. I don't know why you got on flower pants and a checkered shirt, but I ain't never seen nothing like that in my whole entire Your life. Your child long. Let her dress herself, all right? You know, Maya don't care. She need to get a sister sense of Hey, leave it alone. Is it clean? That's what matters. Yeah, it's clean. It's just... Oh, no, nah, leave long. Leave long. That looks kind of crazy. Uh-huh. At least can we put on a cheap shirt or something, Jesus? Please, well, let's see. As long as my stuff but is clean, that's all that matters. And my version yeah, of clean yeah. is clean, y'all. You don't... You don't... We... No, we not. Put that shirt on. Hurry up. We're we not going to listen to you because your sense of style is not... Um, just nah. so, as Felicia said, maybe it, and it could have been that it once was, but mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. not today. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let me go ahead and pray because you talk crazy. Amen. Rombo yere de ko san rande de gonde de gande de gonde de gande de gonde de gande de gonde de gande de go rande de go seshi de go seshi de go seshi de ha yes 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 father. Another day, Lord, shatter the ghost that you have granted us. We need to move in accordance with your will and your purpose. Another day, Father, that you have granted us, Lord. Help us to seek and to see you. Mm-hmm. 
Excuse me, sir. May I have your attention before she starts her lesson? You said the prayer call starts at what time, sir? Well, I say six o'clock, but six six thirty somewhere around there. Oh, I've been seeing like seven forty-five. I get here to work, ain't nobody on. I'm just. Well, that's what Lisa says. So you go ahead and take the first shift because, see, that's what we do as leaders and being in one body. If somebody's out of position, then you go ahead and take over. So you take the first shift when you get on at 6 o'clock, and then you, you make it happen. And, you know, because basically it's the Holy Spirit that's leading it. So you just get into prayer and see what the Holy Spirit would have you do, and that's what we do. Well, first of all, if no one else is on, I just be praying by myself, and I do that in the car. Thank you all. Have a great day. <laughs> you know you have love to say. <laughs> I refuse to allow Satan to have his joy. <laughs> oh, Lord, that's my brother. I love that man. <laughs> Hello? Hello. Okay. Yes, I'm here. Okay. What's up, Brad? Day. <laughs> okay. I'm. Gonna, I mean, uh, okay. The, um, started getting ready to, and um, somebody got background and it's reverbing. Okay. And the Lord started to tell me that, like on the surface, because we understand natural and spiritual. On the surface, it looks like it might be moving slowly or steadily or whatever, but things are really, really rapidly moving. Now is not the time to back down. Mm -mm -mm. Continue to press. Continue to move. I mean, it's like move like you got everything in position, even though you might not. Move like you've got the finances to do what's needed, even though you might not. The, your pace is very important right now, because the provision is there. Mm, mm, mm. Don't pull back. Don't get lax. Don't get lazy. Press, trust God. Oh, he is. Mm. See, he did not stay Abraham's knife until Abraham was at the peak of bringing it down. That's how far he got. So you press. You seek, you trust God, walk in his provision, seek his direction, and then step out and move. Step out and move, don't pull back. Say, Lord, if you want me to go, okay, go. I'm stepping, and as you step, you'll begin to see the provision. Father God, I want you to anoint this man of God right now. Bring in the harvest, Jesus. Bring in that harvest, Lord. Bring in everything that he needs so he can begin to move and be the blessing that you called him to be, Father God. 
make the rivers change their course and flow toward him. Make the rivers change their course and flow toward him, Father, not away from him. Touch the investors' hearts so they can begin to see that what you want them to do, Lord. It's your time. It's your time. It's your time. Anoint his feet so they begin to walk out in the path in the direction that you want them to walk, Father. Mm, mm, mm. Cause a swift change to occur. This will not be minor. A swift change, Lord. Because you're doing a quick work. Oh, Jesus. In your holy, holy name it is so. Amen. Mm. All right, Doc. Thank you. Okay, no problem. Okay. Amen. Let me pray for you, Brother Richardson. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Father God, let me pray for Arthur Richardson. Yet it'll go and run bright, she'll go say, 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 she'll go and him the resolve, Father, to stand and to stand there for, Lord. There are many things that are coming against him. And, Lord, sometimes he gets in the flesh. He gets aggravated, as we all do. But, Lord, gird this man of God up. Father God, when Job started to complain, he he was kept his peace for the first five chapters. He complained for the rest of the chapters until the end when you came to speak. The first words out of your mouth was grab your balls, your loins of truth, and walk like a man. In other words, that truth that's inside of you, grab hold of it and walk in it. Don't back down from what God has spoken in your life. Don't pull back. Grab your loins of truth, your balls, your kahundas, and stand up and fight and walk and trust God. It is your God-given destiny that Satan's trying to steal. Your God-given privilege, your peace, Satan's trying to steal, kill, and destroy. Don't back off. You stand in the word and you trust it. You speak to your situations and your circumstances and you tell them, no, you will not. Because I am a vessel that God has anointed. I've got a purpose that I must fulfill and I'm going to walk in it. God says, you trust me, you seek me, and watch me change your life. You've got a destiny, you've got a work to do, and you've got to continue to press in. Don't back down, man of God. Now is not the time. Trust God and watch things transform in your life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. You that brother Richardson? Yes, sir. Amen. Okay. Just trying to see if you still there. Oh, they let me do something for a minute. So they all come in here. <laughs> Uh, how many kids you got? Oh, what? 32 right now. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah you got a handful. <laughs> oh, when they come in with, when they come in with, <laughs> with their lips. <laughs> yep, yep. Okay. Can you guys go to your lockers to put your phones and your purses and all that stuff up? Get ready to be prepared. I'm going to put your writing prop up and you can start that. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! Hey Arthur. Yeah. 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 I'm going, to, I'm going to send you a text message. Just a couple things I'm going to ask you for. So okay. So we, you know, at some point I'm going to send you a text. Sure. Do that. Because I um, you've been doing this science thing for a long time, and I'm going to mm. ask for some um, lessons and stuff. I mean, I can do it. It's fun. But you have older kids. Um, yeah. Then, you know, from what I've re- I've never really taught middle school except for social studies and language arts. So I just want to know if you can send me some um, interesting lesson plans on the topics that I text to you if you will feel like it. Okay. Hey, most definitely will. All right. Okay. All right. Yeah. You got it. I got his number. Okay. Because right. he's the only one with the 205 area code. Uh, yep. That makes me special. <laughs> That's right. That's right, bruh, bruh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Anybody else got any prayer before we get started with these list of sisters? Because I'm trying to, I'm moving around trying to get out the house now. Mm. I forgot to make some copies yesterday. So I got to pack these extra children in the car. <laughs> but you got SUV, right? I got a minivan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's seat seven. I'm just trying to get to our field trip to the apple orchard. That's what I want to do. I'm ready to go on the trip. I'm like the kids. I'm ready to go. Maya, hurry up. Wash your face and brush your teeth. Why the hell does she have to take all day to do everything? She your daughter.
Okie dokie, Smokey. Okay. Let me pray for the move family. Who should go around there to go say, should 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 go Kevin Hope, 
Nick Brandon, Holly Samantha. Push it to go say, she 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 go say,
the hospital. Who should go say 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 Who should go say should go say Wajin, who should go say 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 Who should go say should go say should go say Sakara Regional Foster, who should go say should go say should go Sakara Who should go say should go Sakara Sakara Donald Lost, who should go say should go Sakra. <laughs> City of Atlanta, who should go say she 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 go Sakara. 
Viva bro, hush it goes, she 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 goes, Satanic after school program. Yes, Bob, we praise your name. Vanessa. Erica's church, she should go to the end of 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 the end Alright, that's my three, so we got the rest to do. Anybody want to do any list? They can shut in, defeat the hospital, abuse addiction. Don't everybody jump out at once now. Okay, I got you. <laughs> 
Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, uh, okay, as we go forward today, oh God, we just thank you for the blessing of this day. Watch over us and keep us as we go forward, Lord, as we pray for the victims that are in and those who are in hospice. But we speak a, a healing over their body for molecules to scan, Lord, we just pass you from the inside out. We speak that the Holy Ghost fire will go through each and every person that we stand in a field with their friends. The healing from that migraine and sinus to the cancer and growths and arthritis and pains that are going through their body. Lord, we ask that you balance out any anything in their endocrine system and their lymphatic system and their um, hormones, oh Lord. We ask that you will go through as well and balance those out. Oh, Lord, because it's by your might that you can go through and, and touch the smallest, minutest detail to the biggest thing and fix it and make it all better. And, Lord, we know that you can heal completely, not mask it like the medicines do, but heal it completely, oh, Lord, that only you can. We comfort those who have lost loved ones. We come for their comfort and we come for their peace, Father God, because it was a sudden death. Even even if it was where they knew they only had a little time left with that person, it was still it was still too short, especially when it's a child or if it's a parent, oh Lord. And so we just ask that you to give comfort where comfort is needed. Help them through the processing of putting uh, the services together and and help them to focus on the, um, you know, the, the good moments, the laughing times, and the, you know, and the moments that they had that were family and, and friendly. Or oh, let them not focus on the um, any unforgiveness or any anger or, or any guilt that they may have um, against the person that has passed or with the person that has passed. We come for the um, the ones who are, uh, oh Lord, abused and addicted and in prison because they all are prisoners. They all are slaves to whatever situation they are in. They are bound in some way, either physically or spiritually or emotionally, and Lord, we just ask that you would give them liberty. That's only you can give them a way out, oh God. Even in the midst of sin, those who are sinners are bound, they are bound as well. And even though their chains may not be physical, they are still there, oh God. We just ask that you will break every chain, break every federal, God, go through and uncloud their minds, blow through and 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 clear out the dust, clear out the clouds, clear out the fog and let them see clearly, oh God, their situation for what it is. 
and and giving them that clear moment they can reach up and out and say, Abba, Father, so they can make the choice to be saved as you call them out of the the muck and the mire, as you call them out of the darkness that they are walking in, oh, God. And as you go through and as they answer your call, oh, God, we speak a quick deliverance, a quick that you will give their deliverance as they accept your salvation, that their deliverance is instantaneous, that they can quit everything cold turkey, that they'll be able to do that without any kind of withdrawals or any kind of fear, doubt, or confusion. And Lord, we just thank you that those who are that are open to your word, open to your voice, that they have been obedient to the call. And they are just, they are overjoyed right now that they have accepted your call. They are overjoyed right now that they are no longer bound. They are overjoyed right now that they have received the strength and their weakness to come out from their situation. So God, and just give them the strength that they need to go through the door as they accept your call. Give them the strength that they need to change their situation permanently and close the door behind them, make sure that there's no avenue for them to return, oh God, to that situation with that person. And Lord, we just thank you in advance for that deliverance for them so that they can grow stronger in their relationship with you and not go back to a situation that was detrimental for their health. And Lord, we come for those who are... um, Hmm. You did missionaries, ministers, to deceased pastors. We come for the youth. We come for the youth, oh God, from infant to 25, even though it goes past the age of of knowing who you are. We, we include them, oh Lord, because they still think of themselves as children. They they still don't know that they're at the age of accountability. And so, Lord, we come <clears throat> from their innocence to their gullibility to their stubbornness, oh, God. And we just ask, oh, Lord, for um, grace and mercy upon them, oh, Lord. Watch over them and keep them. We speak ahead to protection around them in this time of formation because the world has stunted their maturity. The world has stunted their growth. It's not like it was back when you first started, um, when you first set us apart with Israel. Now they don't understand responsibility. They don't understand accountability. They're, they're They're just doing their own thing now, Lord. And so, Lord, we just come for them right now that as they walk this walk, that we teach and show them that which they should do and should not do, that they will begin to think for themselves and look to you for themselves. Uh, we put the hedge of protection around them. We cover them under the blood of your son. And so, Lord, we just ask that you will help them to see here and know your voice. Give them what they need to grow in you. And 
we have them go to churches. We have them in the different activities that show who you are, Lord. Let them, the seeds be sown in good ground. For their good and for your glory. In the name of your soul, we pray. And we come for um, the teachers. We come for the teachers, educators of those children. Lord, just give them patience. They need the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of, of what they're doing as well. They a lot of them are new, fresh out of college, and Lord, they're just help them to teach outside of regulation. Help them to teach the children as individuals and not as a collective. Help them to see the children as more than just numbers in a seat, but as who they are by name and by personality. Help them to teach as you would teach, O oh Lord, by each individual so that it can be it can be understood so that it can it can get deep down into the each child where the, it needs to be understood so that they can grow. And oh Lord we just thank you in advance for the protection of the of the teacher that they will know that um they are protected by you and by if those who have faith in me that they can stand on the truth of your word and do the truth of your word, even if they can't say your name. And Lord, we just thank you in advance for the protection of the children as they go throughout the day. Let this day be a day of no violence, no shootings, no bullying, no fights, no stabbings, no nothing, oh Lord. Let the children be able to go home in peace and let their peace go through their household as well. And let them be able to just have this day of just being able to be a child for their good and for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray for them. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, yes, yes. I just wanted to pray. Um, I'm not sure where this was covered. I just want to pray for the children of God. Dear Heavenly Father, God, as I humbly bow before your throne of grace and mercy, God, I thank you for waking each and every one of us up this morning. Being your child of God and looking and seeking your face for the answers that we need each and every day, God. Thank you for the blessings that you pour out to us each and every day to live for you and to do your will. Continue to give us strength to come up against the enemy, God, and to stand there for and preach and speak these things as they are, not as they were. Casting out demons, claiming the victory because you gave us the victory when you died on that cross. Thank you, God, for being the man, the man of God that you are in our lives that make us be those beacons for the people who don't know you and as well as the, the, be the disciples for you, God. 
So I pray for the individuals who's on this call and their families that we stand in the gap for each and every one of the different departments of prayer that we surrender to at your feet for those blessings, the deliverance, the restorations, the yoke breaking, the deal making. God, I pray for each and one of those departments and the facts that we lift up to your name diligently every day. God, I thank you for the leaders on this call. Hear hear the cries of the people, God, and bless. And as the word goes forth today from from the mouth of our leader to our ears, let our ears be open to receive and continue to pour into others as we have been poured into. These are many blessings I ask in thy son Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. What else we got to do on the list? You sounded like you hoarse, but I don't think so. You're just stretching, right? You said what? You sounded like you're a horse. No, I was whispering like you. Oh, well, I'm, in, I'm at work. I know. Did you hear the pro- well, you know what? Let me close my door so I can put something in your ear. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I wish it because I'm in my office and, you know, some people may not be where they need to be in their walk. But let them hear. Hallelujah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going to be ashamed of him. <laughs> but I All right him. now. <laughs> politically, politically, he has to have a sound, sound mind and sound voice. It's silent voice right now. But All right. you never know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wanted to change the game plan on here, over in here, honey. I'm gonna set the atmosphere, atmosphere up in here in this office right here. <laughs> How y'all doing? Good, baby. How you doing? Um, maintaining, maintaining. Praise be to God. I don't know what we need to cover because I, I just. Right now. Most of them. Uh, I think the only other ones are the the the, the sermon, all the other stuff that we do. Okay. I don't know which which one all she touched on, but she covered all the other ones. Okay. All right. That's why I did an overall because I didn't know where we were. <laughs> the covering overall because we need to be covered. So. I'm back on mute. Okay, doggy. Has anybody talked to Erica? Yeah, I talked to her last night. Hmm. Okay. This one knows I need to choke her um, when I see her. No yeah. problem. Right here. Okay. All right. Just wanted to make sure that that you talked to her because I I just feel that you know 
I'm getting um, I'm getting divorce uh, separation papers um, without me knowing. So I just want to choke when I see her. So just let her know her neck should be getting tight right about now. So what again? You lost me, huh? I said I'm choking when I see her. No, you said about I, papers. Oh, she I guess she's serving them on me because I hadn't heard her in a couple of days. Oh, okay. <laughs> The divorce of friendship papers, you know. Oh, okay. I got you, got you, got you, got you. Yeah, it's separation papers or something like that. So when you hear from her. Okay, I got you. I got a warrant out for her. <laughs> you need some bullets? Huh? You need some bullets? I'll send them to you. No, I, I'm just going to choke. I don't want to use anything like that, you know. Too much of them being used right now in this day. <laughs> How's, how's everybody? We're all good. Oh, that's good. That's Okay, so let's do the rest of the list. Knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. Yanda to go to the Ganda 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 to go to the Gasandra City to Shedrako Raka, Hayarako Bosa, Sakara. Grace, mercy, and favor. Hush, you to go say, she 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 to go Saraka. Hush, you to go say, she to go say, she to go say, she to go Saraka. Sakara. Peace that surpasses all understanding. Harandi to go to the Gandhi 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 to go say, she to go say, she to go Saraka. Sakara. Um, peace and surpasses all understanding, knowledge, wisdom, understanding, grace, mercy, and favor. <sighs> the ability to persevere to the end. Shit, shit, go under the gun, did 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 the gun, Growth and our gifts and our fruit shit. Need to go, need to go to that shit. Go say, shit, 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 go Shedrako bo, shedrako androsa, shedrako se, shedrandrako sa, sakara. Growth and I guess in our fruits, now it's with understanding. Discernment. Shedrako se, 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 sakara. Peace surpasses all understanding. Hundredago, 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 sakara. Financial breakthroughs and turnarounds. She should go say, she 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 go saraga. Who should go saraga? She the gun to 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 the
Financial breakthroughs. And guess what? What, sir? He told me to ask if you were still on the line. Yes, I'm still here. So now, what do you think that might mean? That I'm going to get a financial breakthrough, Amelia? I would probably say the same thing. So I'm going to pray and see what he says. How about that? Okay. You're like, okay. Works for me. <laughs> All right, Father God, you told me to pray for your child, Felicia. Shout out to bullshit out of the God. Oh, yes. You're really, really being tested. And you're really, really doing all that you can to stand and to stand there for. It's like I see God coming by, checking on her. Okay, pretty good. Not yet. Mm-hmm, she's good. All right. It's like he's coming by, checking on you, trying to see what you're going to do. And he looks, okay, yeah, enemy's attached. She hasn't broken yet. Just continue to trust God. Ah, ah, ah. And are you doing confessions? Um, I just started. Okay. So some of your confessions need to be for financial turnaround and breakthroughs. Okay. That needs to be part of your confessions. You know, whatever scriptures or whatever the Lord gives you um, in that vein. Are you familiar with Charles Cap- Charles Capsule? Charles Caps? No. Okay. He's got a little booklet called Charles Capsules, and what he does in that booklet, he just breaks down the Word of God and how to use it like medicine. Whereas, you know, and he, I mean, he really gets into the Word. It's, it's a little passive. It might cost like 75 cents or something like that. It's not expensive at all. You know how they had them little booklets? And uh-huh. it's a, it's a blue and white booklet. But the reason I'm saying that, and this is actually good for anybody, in that booklet, like I say, he breaks down the word and how to apply it, all, all the stuff. But then just like you have, um, just like you have, you know, you go to the doctor and the doctor gives you a prescription. He says take this two times a day or three times a day. This is literally what he does in that booklet. He has different prayers for whatever things are going on that you're dealing with. You know, with if it's physical sickness, disease, financial breakthrough, whatever, you know, whatever it is, and, 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 and he you know, and you read the, you confess this over your life two or three times a day or whatever. But I think that would be an excellent uh tool for you just to get it's like I say only seventy five cents or whatever. 
and and it'll be good because he's got a lot of different confessions for a lot of different things. So I, I would I would say invest in that, read through it, and then just start applying the word of God like medicine. And, and, and like I said, confess it over your life. Then you know on a consistent basis, consistent meaning maybe not daily, maybe three times a day. I don't know. What's it gonna take you a couple of minutes? Lord, I confess a financial breakthrough and turnaround in my life. Your word says such such such. Do it and keep moving. See, that's really how we got to get. That's how we can. Now, I forget. It might have been Lisa. It was praying earlier. And, and it uh, might have been you. I don't know. But I, I was, they were talking about hope. I think that was Lisa. And what came to my mind is now faith is the evidence of things hoped for. Yes. So when we lose our hope, then we're not going to be able to walk in faith. But see, and I, I talked about this earlier, evidence is what? Something tangible. When, when, when they're trying to convict somebody in court, what is the evidence saying? What, what is the evidence? We don't need hearsay. What is the evidence? This, is, this will tell you whether or not this person was guilty or innocent. About back to the evidence. So now we have to transform our understanding in the spiritual arena so though we can't see it, but God is telling faith is the evidence of things hoped for. In other words, it's tangible. It's tangible in the spiritual arena. As far as God's concerned, it's a done deal. So now, so as Erica's talking about you going from, from, from God can to God will, see, when God can, that's when you're in a state of hope. But when you go into God will, that means you transfer from hope to faith. Now, it still might not have manifested as of yet, but you still got to work that thing out. And see, that's what God needs you to get into your life right now. He needs you to work that hope into faith. You got to exercise. You got to press. You got to keep going regardless of what it looks like, regardless of how you feel. What does that word say? Remind yourself. Remind the spiritual entities because they're the ones that you're coming up against. You got to confess what God says. I don't care. I might not have it, but this is what my God told me. This is what I'm standing on. Now, I'm going to take you into another arena. So now we've got the tangible written word of God. This is another arena. When God speaks to you personally, and you know that's his voice, and he tells you something, that is also his word to you. And you can stand on that just like you stand on the written word of God. Are you following me on that? Yes, sir. And see, again, now see, this is what I'm talking about. We're getting into the growth and maturing areas. A lot of, you know, people, are, no, 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 no. It's a lot that goes along with it because you got to know that it's God's voice. You got to know. If you don't know it's God's voice, you got you got to know. And you can ask for confirmation or whatever to discern to make sure that it's God's voice. That's why I asked you the other day, are you sure this is the path that God wants you to go down? And I needed you to tell me yes or no. Because you've got to be sure if you're going to stand. Because when you see right now you're hitting those for where well, your faith might. Now, again, spirit, soul, and body. In your emotions, you might be wavering. But you keep your faith consistent and steady by confessing over your life. You keep your, your faith consistent and steady, and your spirit man, 
by confessing over your life and recognize that this spirit man has got has got to be the one that takes over. You might be going crazy in your head. You might be looking in the natural and it ain't there. You whatever, whomever, however. But what does your spirit tell you? And that's what you have to walk by. I tell you before, I've had arguments. I listen to them. Oh, he crazy. He get him out. I, I, I'm like, oh, wow, listen to them. And my spirit rose up and said, shut up and get in order and do what I tell you to do. See, that's what you got to get. So these are all the necessities of understanding of how you got to walk, by letting your spirit lead you. By knowing God's voice, by getting in his word, by confessing. These are the things that you have to do. These are your tools, your weapons that, that will keep you girded and equipped for the battle that is at hand. And if you walk in this, again, this is walking in God's provision. If you walk in God's provision in the supernatural, then it will manifest in the natural. All righty. Amen. Good morning again. Good morning. I'm sitting in my car hiding and eating my breakfast. You think you can pray for your sister Felicia, um, my dear? Of course. Of course. Yeah, hold on. Let me just swallow this um, piece of grit in my mouth before I go. Grit. Hey, I told you I'm hiding in the car to eat because I can't have nothing in that food. I'm hiding. I will go in when I get finished. Hey, baby. Hey, how are you? Okay. Right. Heavenly Father, this morning I'm standing before you for my sister Felicia. We thank you for her life. We thank you for her experiences. We thank you for her humility. We thank you for her willingness to go the extra mile. We thank you for her courage and her boldness in walking in you and her decision that she is willing to go all the way. We thank you for placing her in our lives. We thank you for the mother that she is, for the sister that she is, for the friend that she is, for the daughter that she is. We just thank you for the prayer partner that she is, for the teacher that she is. We thank you for all of the gifts that you have placed down in her that she has made a conscious and deliberate effort to share with us and with others. We thank you that she is well. We thank you for a level head. We thank you for her softness. We thank you for her compassion for other people. We thank you for all of the traits, the characteristics that you have given her that have blessed, encouraged, built up, 
fortified and edified those around her. For those things, we thank you. Father, this morning, we are just coming, coming humbly but boldly before your throne of grace to ask that you just plant down inside of her spirit all of the things, all of the tools that she needs to go higher. We bind any enemy that says that she is to plateau at this point, who says that this is enough and that she does not need to go further. We bind that today, in this moment, and we lose boldness and we lose clarity. We lose courage. We break the shackles and the bonds of the past. Anything that would prevent her from being able to walk in the fullness of all that she is called to be, because we know that God is the God of the full and of the highest and of the deepest depth. He is not God of half-doing and high-stepping. So we know that there is so much more. Look at the seed that has been planted. Look at the foundation that has been planted. Wow, how wonderful is that? How wonderful is that? And so, Father, we are just coming before you to ask that you just continue to grow her up, that you just continue to water the soil because the soil is rich soil. The soil is not stony. The soil is not bad soil. It is indeed rich and good and fruitful soil. So we just ask that you come along and water it, that you come along and give it the sunshine that it needs and the plant food that it needs in whatever way that you see fit, whether it is you, whether it's uh, people that you send along to water it and to grow it, whether it is something um, from TV or a book or a movie or whatever the case may be, we just ask that you push her, push her, push her, push her, push send people to help to elevate her and push her into her greatness because she is on the threshold, but the enemy has her head turned backwards. The enemy keeps whispering into her ear words of inadequacy, words of not enough, words of you can't do this, words of what, who you think you are, words of you can't do that because you don't have or you don't know or because of this, because of all the negative speech. But today we bind all of that up. We buy all of that up and we stop her ears to any of that stuff, her physical ears and her spiritual ears. We put scales over her eyes to not see anything that is not supposed to be there in the flesh, anything that comes um, for her to see or um, that gives her the image that, that she is not good enough or that she doesn't know enough. And we take the scales off of her spiritual eyes so that she can see everything that she is supposed to see that will water her lawn, that will water her flower, that will water 
her as she grows up. There has been so much. There has been so much that is tried. The weeds, the weeds, the weeds, the weeds, the weeds are trying to choke her, try to keep her lawn from growing, try to keep the grass brown. But, God, we know that you can pull all that up straight from the root and kill all of that off. And that is what we are declaring today using the power that we have in you. We are declaring that those weeds will be choked and that they will be removed at the root. And we are declaring this day that anything that is stopping her from reaching the fullness of potential, that it shall cease and desist in this moment right now. And we are losing the confidence. We are losing the boldness and the courage and the foresight and the clarity and the wisdom and the discernment and all of the tools of the spirit that this woman of God will need to go forward and be all that you have created her to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Okay, Felicia, check this out. Years ago when I, you know, didn't know, but I asked God to separate my, again, I'm just saying easily, spirit, soul, and body, even though I said mind, soul, spirit. Um, Because I began to recognize that we are three-part being. So I asked God to separate them and to train each component and then at a later time to reunify them. And the only reason I'm bringing that up because I, I wrote it down in my journal, and then one year I was rereading through my journal, and I was like, oh, my God, he actually did that. And it was, like, scary. But I'm about to pray that for you because, see, you need to really know who's leading you. And, and that's going to be vastly important so that you will know what you need to do. And and it, it will give you confidence. Because if you think you're listening to your spirit and it's actually your soul, meaning your mind, will, and emotions telling you something, and it's not your spirit, then you're in error and then you'll miss it. So you that is, it's, it's vastly, definitely important to know those different voices. And so who, that's. Who are you talking to? Is that Felicia you're talking about? Yeah, Felicia, yes. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. No problem. Well, I mean, this is, this is for everybody, but, yeah, it's for Felicia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, because if we, if we don't know, then, we, we, you know, we think we're supposed to be doing something or we're doing something, and, and it's not our spirit and it's our soul, and it's it's important. It's important. So are you ready for this, dear? No. <laughs> well, I appreciate your honesty. <laughs> she like, I don't know about this one here, cause uh, hey, look, I understand. <laughs> I know, I know, y'all be wanting to slap me. I know next time we have a get together, everybody gonna probably stand in line like an airplane when they was just slapping a person in the chest. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah, well, look, look, look. So, again, you know, this is, is, I mean, you all should feel privileged that you have somebody to share information with you rather than struggling through it all on your own. So, you know, I'm sorry. I just love to see y'all struggle with this stuff. I've been struggling for years. Like, mm hmm. Yeah, okay. Keep talking. Mm hmm. Yeah, go ahead. Mm, how'd I feel? Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, I know, sir. I, I give you, I give you permission to slap me. I ain't gonna. <laughs> yeah, cause that sounds like some hating to me. That sounds like just mm-hmm. outright bold, straight up hateration. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, baby. Yeah. I feel like I feel some crabs, some crabs in the barrel trying to pull somebody down into the abyss of I told you so. <laughs> well. You know, look, 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 because I, I know she on the line. I, 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 That's why I was cracking up about Rod yesterday. Like, oh, you really want my annoying Rod? Okay, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> Poor baby. <laughs> well, anyway, and then this was even worse. I was talking to Erica yesterday, and she's starting to experience some things. I'm like, wait a minute. I was jokingly saying, you know, uh-huh. Now, not, not ever since I prayed for you, going through now she's experienced some things physically. I'm like, wait a minute, how are we both experiencing the same thing? We're not in the same city. We ain't around each other. We ain't eating the same. I said, oh, I, I was jokingly saying you're going through this physically because I prayed for you, but no. So, yeah, so those are the things that I laugh at. So you all, I, you have permission to slap me, okay? Well, that's I, all right. Some of y'all you better take watch up. out because yep. these, um, I say you better watch out because these warriors that you are training, you know that someday that the warrior becomes the master, and then some folks gonna start praying your own anointing back on you just when you think you at rest, when you think you retired. <laughs> oh, I know the hut lady ain't talking. The who? You know the lady. I, I want to live in a hut. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. Uh, 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 okay, hut lady, you know, I, 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 y'all talking about more schools and this and that. I just want to be in a hut. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just saying, but but all I'm saying is mm-hmm. your your anointed warriors that you that you're training just when just just when you put that hammer down, them nails down for the last time, they're gonna pray that anointing back up right on you because now they're gonna have the power to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, let me pray for Felicia, all right? Amen. <laughs> you ready, Fifi? I already told you, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I already tell you, no. <laughs> That's good. Okay, Father God, I'm going to pray for your child. Yambo yadadoko de shakaha. Clear lines, Lord. Mm. Clear lines of demarcation, Father. As you will clearly separate her spirit from her soul, from her body. Father, give them each distinct voices, Lord, so she would know and recognize who was speaking. Mm. She will be able to recognize, wait a minute. 
That's not my spirit. Mm. That's not my body. Mm. That's not my. She'll be able to recognize. Wait a minute. She she she'll know. Wait a minute, Father. I'm asking you just get did it go boy get it. I like to label them, Lord. Shut it go did it God did it God did it go did it God did it go did it God did it go did it God. Label them, Father. So she will wait a minute, Lord. That go boy did it God did it go did it God did it go did it God. That run did it go did it. I'm did it go did that did it go did it God did it go did it God did it go did it Okay, so this is what we're gonna do. I'm gonna pray for your body first, so now you'll be able to you'll be able to connect and you'll be able to hear. So first, and this is for anybody else that wants this now. Okay, so anybody wants this with lines of demarcation, so you'll be able to hear distinctly and know the voice that's speaking to you. So first, I'm praying for the body body organ. Shangan yoko kaka kaka ginge kere na gombo kundi na kada hochindi na ko jeka harandi na ko se hanrundi na sendi na ko ndi na ka handi na ko she hard areas right there. Mm. That's your body. 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 Ya kaya. That's your body. Ya kandi na. That's your body. Ya ya na na ko ndi she hair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Whatever you hear, whatever you're experiencing, whatever you're experiencing, that's your body talking to you right now. That's your body. Recognize it. Get acquainted with it. Mm. Now, we're going in the soulish area of our life. We're going in the soulish area of our life. Now, oh, yeah, see, see, see that? Uh huh, see, you needed that. You needed that. You needed that. See, that's why we're praying this now. We're praying this right now. We're praying this right now. This is the soulish area of your life. Your mind, your will, and your emotions. There it is. There it is. There it is. Mm. 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 That's the soulish area of your life. Okay. Now, this is your commander in chief. This is your spirit. He is the one that is supposed to be leading you. He is not supposed to submit to your spirit. He's not supposed to submit to your body. He's not supposed to submit to your soul. Your spirit is to only submit to the Holy Spirit. That's the way that you're supposed to be lined up. Spirit first, then soul, then body. So now I'm going to pray for your commander-in-chief, which is your spirit nature, your spirit. Spirit man, ooh, Father God, mm, ooh, there it is, right there, yakaha, yare ambuti kiha, jira kodika, hundred chiru kumbuku, ooh, Father God, mm, yare rakanda ka, shindini yiru kusa, ha, 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 ha. See, some of y'all is tearing because so much of what you thought was spirit was soul, and it's pulling that away. So you're feeling the tearing, you're feeling the tearing because there needs to be separation. There needs to be separation. Ha, 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 ha. Yes, he's pulling it apart. He needs that separation so that you can clearly hear and experience your spirit, man. Your spirit, man. That is. Ooh, now. Ooh, now. Almost. 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 Some of y'all don't want to let this happen. Some of y'all don't want to let that happen. See, that's that fear that's coming. Well, it can't be from your spirit. It can't be from your spirit. 
You don't have a spirit of fear. That is not of God. So release that. Let God do what he needs to do. See, see, this is why this is necessary. God, oh, cool. oh, there it is. Almost complete. Almost complete. Almost complete. Mm. There it is. Almost complete. Shadarosa. Shimboranirka. Mm. No, now. Oh, there it is. Mm. Now. Now I'm going to pray for your spirit. Now I'm praying for your spirit. Now I'm praying for your spirit, Doko. There it is. God is supernaturally imparting into each and every spirit on this line right now. He's supernaturally imparting inside of your spirit. The Holy Spirit has connected to your spirit, and he's downloading everything that you need. He's downloading. Mm, just continue to feed. Ooh, some of you all are enjoying this. Because, oh, my God, I didn't know. You can feel it. You can sense it. All right. Oh, you feel your spirit like running around inside of you. It's like it's burning. It's increasing. Ha ha. Ooh. See, this is how you press through things. Because, see, when your spirit is connected to the Holy Spirit, you have an unending supply. The Holy Spirit don't never run out. It's your body that gets tired. It's your soul that becomes overwhelmed. It's your spirit that says, come on, I got this. And when you need some more, that's when them confessions that I was telling her to do. And the word of God. See, that's how you build your spirit man up. And you build it up. And you build it up. And you build it up. Then it says, yeah, I got this again. And you can begin to walk out and do that which God has called you to do. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Now, Holy Spirit, I'm praying for Cheryl's father right now. I'm praying for Cheryl's father right now, Father. Holy Spirit, let your angels go forth and begin to touch that man of God right now. Let your spirit go forth and touch him, Father, and minister to him right now. Touch his body. Give him peace. Peace that surpasses all understanding, Lord. Touch his body, Father. Restore, heal, revive. Touch his body, Lord. Yes. And touch his family. Oh, my God. Oh, Father. Touch his family, Lord. His wife, his sons, his daughters, his grandchildren. Touch them, Lord, because they're they're wrapped up in in concern and hurt and anguish, Lord. They're they're wrapped up in that, Father God. I'm asking you to go forth, Holy Spirit, and comfort them. (laughs) Comfort them, Lord. Father God, you are a comforter. Oh, yes, Lord. They need that. They need you to come in and love on them right now, Father God. Love on them, Lord. Love on them, Father. Help them to know that you are the one that's in charge. Give them all peace. Peace that surpasses all understanding, Father. So they can rest in you. In Jesus' name. 
I say, amen. Amen. Thank you very much. Amen. No problem, girl. Mm. Yes, 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 Father. And I'm going to pray for you, Cheryl. Felicia, pray for Cheryl before I pray for her. Yes, Lord, thank you. You still online, Felicia? Yes. Good morning, people. Good morning. Hey, Nay. Hey, how y'all doing? All right, all right. Looks good. Good morning, Cheryl. Good morning, Nay. Okay. Um, Father God, we come for Cheryl. Oh, Cheryl, Cheryl, Cheryl. Don't go back. Don't go back. Don't go back. To your worrying mode. Don't go back. To your doubt mode. Don't go back. Don't go back. Continue to stand firm in what you know and what you've seen and what you've heard. It's an attack against your now faith your present faith, and the enemy wants you to go back to where you used to be, doubting and and misunderstanding and wondering and speak boldly that which you know. Speak boldly over your family and over the situation. Speak boldly over yourself. Continue to speak boldly. Don't back up. Don't change your stance. Plant your feet. And Lord, we just thank you that you will continue to watch over your daughter, this mother, this this sister, continue to strengthen her in this moment, oh God. Shore her up on all sides as we stand with her shoulder to shoulder in this in this situation and this spirit, oh God. As we help her stand in the gap of the gaps that are in the fence that is around her, oh Lord. And as we step out, O oh Lord, from those gaps, go in and fill them in with your presence, O oh Lord. 
desire to gain access to the Lord to go through and destroy any any seeds that he has sown, any anywhere that he has taken uh trying to take a seed of God, go in and burn him out. Burn him up. Let the spirit of the Lord have full reign. Watch over and show as she goes through, O oh Lord. We just ask you to continue to watch over him. Watch over her father. Watch over him. Um, so just watch over him, O oh Lord. It's only you can. Watch over her and keep her in perfect peace. Watch over him and keep him. Watch over her and keep her. As only you can. He knows how much you love him. He knows how much you need him. And he will be there for you. It's one of the, it's just like that song that says, just call my name and I come running. But he ain't got to run. He's right there. Just call his name and he will give you comfort. Let him know verbally that I just need to have a shoulder. And he will give you someone to give their shoulder for you to just lean on for a minute so you can rest. He will do that for you. He will do that for you. He will do that for all of us. You just got to open up our mouth. You just got to open up our mouth. So I encourage you. Sis, I encourage you to just continue to stand on your faith knowing that he is with you. Honoring your request and standing with you in this moment to give you peace. In the name of Yeshua, I pray. Amen. 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 I'm going to pray for you, woman. Your own brush, it'll go say, shan run it'll go say, shan run it'll go say, shan go say, shan go say, shan go run it'll go say, shan go say, shan go say, shan go run it'll go saka. Horoshiriko, Ramboko, Sidika, Sandra, Shiriko, say, Shiriko, say, Shirakarambraka. Harambo, Shirika, Sandra, Shiriko, say, Shiriko, say, help her to see you, Lord. Help her to see you, Father. Because, Lord, there is, I'm going to just say a sense of peace, but it's much more than that, Lord. When we know that we are where you want us to be. Because then we can say, well, whatever goes on, I know God has allowed to go on, and I can seek him for the strength, the direction, the guidance. We can walk in that assuredness, Lord, when we know that you're there, when we know we haven't missed it, and we know that you have positioned us where we need to be. So, Father God, let her see where you are 
and draw her to you or you come to her. However, you need to work this thing out, Father. But just love on Cheryl right now, Father God. Take her past the point of hurt and pain, of dismay. Take her past that, Father, and pull her into your ever-loving arms and love on your daughter. Love on your daughter, Father God. Like we used to say, Father, that he won't come down to the breakfast table. And I said, okay, wait a minute, just hold that conversation. Well, right now, Lord, come to where she's at and let her have an experience with you. She needs to have an experience with you right now, God. She's got so much anguish, hurt, pain, just, Father, she's frustrated in so many things and so many areas, Lord, and she's been trying to stand and stand there for, but right now, Daddy God, let her get it out of her system. Let her get it out of her system, Father. She can she can just cry on you. Oh, so you can flush all of that out and bring a peace a refreshing, a renewing back in. So get it out of you, sister. Get all of that garbage out. Cry, scream, holler. Whatever you need to do, get it all out. Because something bad is coming in. He's going to give you beauty for ashes. Turning your tears of sorrow into comfort and joy. So let him pull all of that out of you so you can rise up to go do what he's called you to do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Sure. <laughs> you say after all that you gonna ask that really sound. Don't mind me, I'm doing good. Keep keep going. <laughs> I understand. Well, wait a minute. See, we, we were praying to listen. I got the financial turnarounds, and we just went in a whole another direction. <laughs> so I guess we'll finish the list. I'm going to blame it on Felicia. Okay, what we got? Walking in the realm of the supernatural. Shut up, Gandara, 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 I get blamed. I get blamed for so much. I'm just sharing the love, baby. I'm just sharing the love. Okay. I can't juice now because my dad's in the kitchen, mopping the floor, so I have to sit in here. 
and look at my cat lick herself. Okay, so we got walking around the supernatural, discernment, knowledge, wisdom, understanding, peace surpasses all understanding, growth in our gifts and our fruits, financial breakthroughs and turnaround, health, healing, and restoration. Health, healing, and restoration, renewing of our mind. She should go say, she 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 go she go say, she go say, she Renewing of our youth. Who should go say, she 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 Praying for you, for she to go round to go to the Gandhi 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 to go Um, I think that's it. Health, healing, restoration, strength, discernment. Um, okay. Anything y'all think of I might have missed? All right, then. Well, I will send out a text. So we can do the reading. Hey, <laughs> Harande ke anda, harande ke yoko, hanrasadi yo rumbo se ande yo, harande ke yara, rumbo ko ye ya, harande ke se yandur
Enjoy Stingray music free on your mobile. Thank you. 
Oh, y'all don't like my comedian impersonation? Okay. So. So Maria's still on the line? Of course she is. You know I didn't pray for you yet, did I? You wanna? I didn't pray for you yet, did I? I know you didn't. Okay. And well, go ahead and do what you got to do. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> when you said that, I know there's a message for me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I yeah, just, I like, so. Are you asking for me? Oh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> wow. I'm on well, mute. I'm going to pray for you after the reading, dear. Okay, okay. Okay, so today I've been told to go back to spirit, soul, and body. Here we go. (laughs) Father God, open us up to receive those things that you want us to know, hear, and move accordingly, Father. Prick us, and unite us with you so we can hear from you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Okay, death entered the world through the fall of man. Reference here is to spiritual death, which separates man from God. Through sin, it came in the beginning, and so it has ever come since then. Death always comes through. Uh, death always comes through sin. Note what Romans five and twelve tells us about this matter. First, that sin came into the world through one man. Adam sinned and introduced sin into the world. Second, that death came into the world through sin. Death is sin's unchanging result. And lastly, that death, lastly, that therefore death spread to all men because all men sinned. Not merely has death spread to or passed upon all men, but literally to all men the death that passed through. I'm going to read that again. <clears throat> death entered the world through through the fall of man. Reference here is to spiritual death, which separates man from God. Through sin, it came in in the beginning, and so it has come ever since then. Death always comes through sin. And I, this is the first time that I've really even seen the, sep- you know, okay, Really even, well, literally seeing the separation of death and sin. He said death came in through sin. I just, you know, read the scriptures, death came through sin. But never really saw the separation, the separation of the two. Death came through sin. Know what Romans 5.12 tells us about this matter. First, that sin came into the world through one man. Adam sinned and introduced sin into the world. Okay, Adam sinned, he introduced sin into the world. Second, that death came into the world through sin. Death is sin's unchanged result. So sin introduced death. And and, and sin, if you keep sinning, death is going to come. It's it's a natural result. it's, it's, It's the process. Death is sin's unchanging result. And lastly, 
that therefore death spread to all men because all men sinned. Not merely has death spread uh, to. Okay, so we're on the panel. Go on mute, please. Okay. Not merely has death spread to or passed upon all men, but literally to all men the death did pass through. Death has permeated the spirit, soul, and body of all men. There is no part of a human being into which it has not found its way. It is therefore imperative that man receive God's life. The way of salvation cannot be in human reform, for death is irreparable. Sin must be judged before there can be rescue out of death. Exactly, this is what has been provided by the salvation of the Lord Jesus. Mm. Death has permeated the spirit, soul, and body of all men. There is no part of a human being into which it's not found its way. Every, and I was just praying about spirit, soul, and body before. So remember, when Adam sinned, death entered into the world. Death, meaning our spirits didn't die as far as, that's why when Adam saw Eve and nothing happened, but when he ate of it immediately, his eyes are open because he saw Eve, either nothing happened or she didn't drop dead, and he really didn't even know what death was because there was no death. He didn't know what death was. There was none. But once he did that, then death entered into the world. But see, again, recognizing what God is concerned, death, as far as God is concerned, is anything that he is not attached to is dead. So your spirits are alive unto the world because you are a spiritual being. But it's dead unto God. And the only way that it's born again, see, when it's born again, it's regenerated. Then it comes alive, and that's when it's alive unto the Holy Spirit. The man who sins must die. This is announced in the Bible. No animal nor angel can suffer the penalty of sin in man's stead. It is man's triune nature with sins. Therefore, it is man who must die. Only humanity can atone for humanity. Okay. Only humanity can atone for humanity. Because all men sinned, we all must die. This is God's judgment. It's just, it is what it is. It's his rules and his regulations. That was the importance of Jesus coming for salvation in the, in the aspect of a man, not in the aspect of God, but in the aspect of a man. That was the importance of him coming. Only humanity can atone for humanity. But because sin is in humanity, man's own death cannot atone for his sin. The Lord Jesus came and took human nature upon himself in order that he might be judged instead of humanity. So, the process, since, because before Jesus came, they were offering sacrifices, animals, fruits, vegetables, all different types of things. But Jesus came... And he died for us. He came in the form of a man. But because he did not sin, 
when he died, then sin could not, the grave could not hold him. Remember, it said death came in because of sin. Well, Jesus didn't sin. But in his natural body, he was dead. Well, he didn't sin. Oh, we got a problem. You get this? Death entered because of sin. When Adam sinned, here comes death. Well, now Jesus comes along in the form of a human in humanity, and so now he's the ultimate sacrifice. So he dies. He becomes a curse because he's hanged on the tree. He's fulfilling scripture. He's fulfilling prophecy. So now he dies, but wait a minute. He did not sin, so death has no grip on him. Mm. 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 The Lord Jesus came and took human nature upon himself in order that he might be judged instead of humanity. Untainted by sin, his holy human nature could therefore through death atone for sinful humanity. He died a substitute, suffered all penalty of sin, and offered a life for ransom for many. Consequently, whoever believes on him should be judged no more, John 5 and 24. Hmm. He died a substitute, suffered all penalty of sin, and offered his life as a ransom for many. He didn't sin. He was perfect in human nature, in human form. So he was the ultimate sacrifice. So whoever believes on him, whoever accepts him as their savior, now they're a joint heir with him. See, in the other book we're reading about that we are his inheritance, his bride, his inheritance. What he, what he fought for, what he lived for when he was down on his earthly realm. When the word became flesh, he included all flesh in himself. As the action of one man, Adam represents the action of all mankind. So the work of one man, Christ, represents the work of all. We must see how inclusive Christ is before we can understand what redemption is. Wow. Mm. We must see how inclusive Christ is before we can understand what redemption is. Why is it that the sin of one man, Adam, is judged to be the sin of all men, both present and past? Because Adam is humanity's head. Mm. He was the first. He was one that was given the dominion. He was given the order. He was the head. Because Adam is humanity's head from whom all other men have come into the world. Summarily, the obedience of one man, Christ, becomes the righteousness of many, both of the present and the past. Inasmuch as Christ constitutes the head of a new mankind entered into by a new birth. Mm. Y'all got that. So the first Adam sinned. 
and he was the head. So the second Adam, Christ, sinned not. So now, because of the second Adam, we have the privilege, not the right. Oh, I learned that one real good. Oh, Jesus. You have the privilege of being born again if you will believe on Jesus and in Jesus. And in doing such, then you are a joint heir and we are his inheritance. One incident in Hebrews 7 may illustrate this point. To prove that the priesthood of Melchizedek is greater than the priesthood of Levi, the writer reminds his readers that Abraham once offered a tithe and received from him a blessing and so concluded that Abraham's tithe offering and blessing were Levi's. How? Because the... Because he, Levi, was still in the loins of his ancestor Abraham when Melchizedek met. Can y'all hear me? Because I think this phone is getting ready to go. Can y'all hear me good? Yeah. All right. If you can't, let me know. Because now I got to go get another phone. Give me a second. This is going to start doing the craziness. Oh, yeah, don't go say dead. This is something called old phones, and they don't keep a charge. Is this a flip phone? That's a flip one. No, this is a house phone, dear. So, nah, nah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be quiet. Yeah, you can help yourself. Mm-hmm. Bye. Hey, Sam, just go ahead and say it's a first-generation flip. You said what? It's a first-generation flip. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, there you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Okay. I got something smart to tell you, Marie, but I'll tell you later. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I beat you today. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway... One instant in Hebrews 7 may illustrate this point. To prove that the priesthood of Melchizedek is greater than the priesthood of Levi, the writer reminds his readers that Abraham once offered a tithe to Melchizedek and received from him a blessing, and so concluded that Abraham's tithe offering and blessing were Levi's. How? Because he, Levi, was still in the loins of his ancestor, Abraham, when Melchizedek met him. We know that Abraham begot Isaac, Isaac got Jacob, and Jacob got Levi. Levi was Abraham's great-grandson. When Abraham offered the tithe and received a blessing, Levi was not yet born, nor even were his father and grandfather. Yet the Bible considers Abraham's tithe and blessings as Levi's. Inasmuch as Abraham is lesser than Melchizedek, Levi too is of less account than Melchizedek. This incident can help us to understand why Adam's sin is construed to be the sin of all men and why the judgment upon Christ is counted as judgment for all. It is simply because at the time Adam sinned, all men were presently in his loins. Likewise, when Christ was judged, all who regenerated were present in Christ. His judgment is hence taken as their judgment, and all who believed in Christ should no longer be judged. Mm. So that's kind of like I say uh, sometimes, I've been saying lately, 
If A is equal to B and B is equal to C, then A is equal to C. So he's pointing out that Abraham tithed to Melchizedek, but the Lord said the count of the blessing is that of Levi's. Well, Levi wasn't born yet, but he said he was present in the loins of Abraham. So that's how we're saying that Levi was, that even though he wasn't here, he hadn't manifested yet, but he was counted as present according to God's word. So now he's bringing that to come to the point that how Adam sinned and all of us were in his loins because he was the first. So now because of Jesus not sinning, all who choose to believe and accept him are in his loins because we're regenerated. Since humanity must be judged, the Son of God, even the man Jesus Christ, suffered in his spirit, soul, and body on the cross for the sins of the world. Mm. He suffered. He suffered in his spirit. He suffered in his soul. And he suffered in his body. He was paying the price for redemption. Let us first consider his physical suffering. Man sins through his body and there enjoys the temporary pleasure of sin. The body must accordingly be the recipient of punishment. Mm. Wow. Mm. Man sins in his body and there enjoys the temporary pleasure of sin. Wow. What we want. I want what I want when I want it. Got to have it. Look at that. Feels good, tastes good, smells good. It's temporary. The body must accordingly be the recipient of punishment. Who can fathom the physical sufferings of the Lord Jesus on the cross? Are not Christ's sufferings in the body clearly foretold in the Messianic writings? They have pierced my hands and feet, Psalms 22 and 16. The prophet Zechariah called attention to him who they have pierced, 12 and 10. His hands, his feet, his brow, his side, his heart was all pierced by man, pierced by sinful humanity, and pierced for sinful humanity. Many were his wounds. And high ran his fever for, for with the weight of his whole body hanging unsupported on the cross, his blood could not circulate freely. He was extremely thirsty and therefore cried out, My tongue cleaves to my jaws. For my thirst they gave me vinegar to drink. Psalms 22, 15, 69, and 21. The hands must be nailed for they love to sin. The mouth must suffer, for it loves to sin. For the feet must be pierced, for they love to sin. Wow. The brow must be crowned with a thorny crown, for it too loves to sin. I'm Wow, just this, oh my God. Mm. The hands. We sin with our hands. We talk out of our mouths things that don't need to be said. We run and walk in the situations and circumstances we need to be walking away from. We think thoughts that we don't need to be thinking. All these areas of his life, he was pierced. He was mm, 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 pierced for us. 
The brow must be crowned with a thorny crown for it to love the sin. All the human body needed to suffer was executed upon his body. Thus, he suffered physically even to death. It was within his power to escape these sufferings, yet he willingly offered his body to endure immeasurable trials and pains, never for a moment shrinking back until he knew that all was now finished. Mm. Wow. Mm. Wow. Oh, Jesus. Mm, mm, mm. Wow. Thus he suffered physically even to death. It was within his power to escape these sufferings, yet he willingly offered his body to endure immeasurable trials and pains, never for a moment shrinking back until he knew that all was now finished, John 19 and 28. He didn't back down from nothing. And look at us. Look at us. He willingly endured. And we make excuses. It hurts. It don't take all that. Oh, no. Wow. See, we don't want to get that image. We can't deal with a headache. We can't, we can't deal with a situation for 20 minutes. And look what all he went through. And he didn't even sin. He did it because he loves you. He loves Lisa, Arthur, Gerard, Fanny, Felicia, each and every individual on this line. He did it because he has you on his mind. He said, I will not pull back because I love them too much. I'm too close now. He he didn't even pull back in the garden before he went through this, but he started his suffering then. He was trying to say, Father, is there another way? I knew we talked about this, God, but I'm looking at this thing, and I'm beginning to get an understanding of what it's going to cost me, Lord. I don't want to go through, but nevertheless. Mm-hmm. Nevertheless, Jesus. And look at us. We don't want to have this picture of Christ. We don't want to have it because then we want to be able to pull back when it gets uncomfortable. We want to be able to back down when it don't look like it's working. We want to be able to say, well, I tried. Instead of facing our giants, our mountains, Jesus did not back down from nothing. And that, and that gall and vinegar, that basically was an anesthesia. It was a drink, an alcohol, a bet to desensitize him. He wanted to experience everything because he knew he had to. 
You see, I ain't going to lie. I, I'll have me a drink so I can desensitize myself. Jesus said no. He said, no, I need to experience. Not I want to, I need to because I love you. Because if I don't do this, then I cannot say that I overcame everything, hurt, pain, suffering. Mm, my God. He didn't back down from nothing. Seven sayings he said on the cross. It wasn't nine, I forget. Because he was too busy trying to hold on. He didn't rumble off at the mouth. He didn't say unnecessary words. He was trying to endure as a man because he was suffering for you. For me, for sinners, for unsaved, so that they could have an opportunity to escape death. Ooh, Jesus. Wow. Mm, mm, mm. Ooh, Lord, I don't know how much more I'm going to be able to read. John 19 and 28, only then did he dismiss his spirit. Not his body only, his soul is well suffered. The soul is the organ of self-consciousness. Before being crucified, Christ was administered wine mingled with myrrh as a sedative to alleviate pain. But he refused it as he was not willing to lose his consciousness. Human souls have fully enjoyed the pleasure of sin. Accordingly, in his soul, Jesus would endure the pain of sin. He would rather drink the cup given him by his God. Ooh, Jesus. Then the cup which numbed his consciousness. Oh, my God. I want to drink that cup which my father gave me to suffer and to trust him to bring me through. Then to drink that which is going to numb me and take me to an unconscious state so that I don't have to deal with this crap. See, that's, that's why I have my my drink. So I don't have to deal with this crap and I wake up and deal with it. But like, you know what I, mm, Jesus said no. Jesus said, no, I will drink that cup which my father has given me to drink. Mm, mm, mm. See, we don't want to have this image of Christ. So I, I, I see right now, I'm, uh, I, 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 I give everybody a clap who, who's on this line listening to this right now. Because, see, most of us don't want to have this image. We don't want, because, see, then we're going to be accountable. Then we're going to normally say, you know what, I'm good. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So whoever who's listening and, and willing to endure, because now your whole perspective will change. 
Yeah, I'm gonna mess with you a little bit, Felicia. Because I know I know you're in a you're in a trying situation and circumstance right now. That's the only reason I'm calling you. But I know you're big enough to to handle it. Again, I'm, why do I say that? Because I know God chose you for it. He chose you for it, and He knows, and He knows. And what's the beautiful thing about this, though? If we can get this, is this, this one thing that I'm about to say right now is that we can do all things through Christ. He didn't say some. He said all things. So that suffering, that hurt, that pain, that rejection, whatever it is we're dealing with, we can do it because he did it. He overcame the world, and we can do it through him. But we have to learn how to walk accordingly. That's that's the that's the struggle where we're at. We got to learn how to walk according to our how we need to walk to his word, his will, and his way rather than the way we've been walking according to the spirit of the world, according to our own desires. See, that, that's the struggle. And we got to be, be unlearned and then relearned. Because all this stuff that we done learned, we got to get out all of, get rid of all of it. And the Holy Spirit has to teach you how to walk after this fashion. But it's possible. It's possible. Oh, Jesus. Mm, mm, mm. How shameful. How shameful is the punishment of the cross? It was used to execute runaway slaves. A slave had neither property nor rights. His body belonged to his master. He could therefore be punished with the most shameful cross. The Lord Jesus took the place of a slave and was crucified. Isaiah called him the servant. Paul said he took the form of a slave. Yes, as a slave, he came to rescue us who are subject to the lifelong bondage of sin and Satan. We are slaves to passion, temper, habits, and the world. We are sold to sin, yet he died because of our slavery and bore our entire shame. The Bible records that the soldiers took the garments of the Lord Jesus, John 19 and 23. He was nearly naked when crucified. This is one of the shames of the cross. Sin takes our radiant garment away and renders us naked. Our Lord was stripped, bare before Pilate, and again on Calvary. How would his holy soul react to such abuse? Would it not insult the holiness of his personality and cover him with shamefulness? Who can enter into his feeling at that tragic moment? Because every man had enjoyed the apparent glory of sin, so the Savior must endure 
the real shame of sin. Truly thou God has covered him with shame, which which thy enemies taunt, O Lord, which they mock in the footsteps of thy anointed. He nonetheless endured the cross, despising the shame. Psalms 89, 45, 51, Hebrews 12 and 2. Mm. He was naked. He was beaten. He was executed as a slave, not as a king. Remember, he took off deity to endure all of this for us. We don't need to minimize this and be very, very honest with you. And I'm getting a deeper understanding. It's like, oh, this is hard. When we when we want to do our own thing, Oof, it's hard. But this is what he did for us. No one can ever ascertain how fully the soul of the Savior suffered on the cross. We often contemplate his physical suffering, but overlook the feeling of his soul. Remember, the soul is his mind, will, and his emotion. He, again, this is not what he really, you know, you know how it is. Okay, I, I, I can go here. Lisa. She's opening the school. But now she's starting to really go through just a whole nother level. Uh, I didn't know it was going to take all this. Uh, you know, you know, it, it, it hurts. His soul suffered. It takes more than we, we really imagine. We often contemplate his physical suffering but overlook the feeling of his soul. A week before the Passover, he was heard to mention, Now is my soul troubled, John 12 and 27. This points to the cross. While in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus was again heard to say, My soul is very sorrowful, even to death, Matthew 26 and 38. Were it not for these words, we would hardly think that his soul has suffered. Isaiah 53 mentions thrice how his soul was made an offering for sin, how his soul travailed, how he poured out his soul to death. Because Jesus bore the curse and the shame of the cross, whoever believes in him shall no more be cursed and put to shame. His spirit too suffered immensely. The spirit is that part of man which equips him to commune with God. The Son of God was holy, blameless, unstained, separated from sinners. His spirit was united with the Holy Spirit in perfect oneness. Never did there exist a moment of disturbance and doubt, for he always had God's presence with him. It is not I alone, declared Jesus, but I and he who sent me. 
and he who sent me is with me. We, oh my God, do you hear this? It is not I and I alone, declared Jesus, but I and he who sent me, and he who sent me is with me. If you can get that understanding, you recognize you are never by yourself. If you can get, to, if you can come into one accord. Now I'm saying one accord. I'm gonna break it down. One accord. I said this yesterday. It's six of y'all. You yourself and I, the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. If you can bring all of that into one accord. You got power. Because, see, we're talking about spirit, soul, and body. And I, I prayed earlier to break down our spirit, our soul, and the body so we can understand the differences. Now, if you can bring them, okay, in one accord with the Holy Spirit leading your spirit, your spirit leading your soul, your soul leading your body. That's power. That's resolve. That's determination. That's whatever you need. Mm, mm, mm. I am not alone. You are never alone. But you have to get that understanding and that mindset of such. For this reason, he could pray, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. I knew that how that thou hearest me always, John eleven, forty one through forty two. Nevertheless, while he hung on the cross, and if there were ever a day when the Son of God desperately needed the presence of God, it must be that day. He cried out, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? The presence of God. We've been talking about that lately, the presence of God. Well, Jesus knew that his presence of God had left. Why hast thou forsaken me? I'm doing what you told me to do, but you pulled back your presence. If I ever needed your presence, I need it now. Mm. When we're going through and we feel that God's not there, we feel abandoned. We feel like we're in the desert. Me and Erica talked about that the other day. Jesus went to the desert to get strength, to get quiet, solitude, to hear from God. We run from our desert experiences, but he went there to get strength as a custom. He he would go away. He was born in the desert. It was familiar to him. Desert represents you're there by yourself. Ain't nobody else around. And so that's, again, how he felt, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why have you pulled your presence from me, oh God? But, and I'm doing what you called me to do, and you will leave me now. Mm-mm-mm. Nevertheless, while he hung on the cross, and there was ever a day the Son of God desperately needed the presence of God, it must be that day. He cried out, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Matthew 27 and 46. 
his spirit was split asunder from God. How intensely he felt the loneliness, the desertion, the separation. The son was still yielding. The son was still obeying the will of the Father God. Yet the son was forsaken. Not for his own sake, but for the sake of others, and that's you and me. I'm just trying to figure if I want to keep reading this. I know this is a lot to do. I'm going to just stop it now because this is a lot. This is a lot. This is a lot. Father God, just help us to receive that what you want us to have, Lord. Help us to hear from you, Father. When we feel that we're forsaken and we're lonely, help us to recognize that we still need to be obedient to your word, your will, and your way. That is not about us. There's so much more at stake. Help us through our Hard places, our hurting places, when our souls are damaged, our spirits are damaged, our bodies are damaged. But help us to rise up and to press on in you and through you. Because you said, greater things will we do. But see, we can only do those greater things if we are doing them in you and through you, Lord. But you got to teach us that, Lord. Mm. I'm going to just stop it there. Questions, comments, criticisms, complaints. Hmm. As you were reading that, oh, my gosh. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot, ain't it? (laughs) Because you know what? We got to, we, 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 it, it clicked. He said, him and the father are one. It wasn't until the sin was dying on the cross that he left Yeshua. So he endured with Christ the persecution so he could understand us. He was there through the Son, enduring it with him. That was the only way Christ could endure it because God was with him during it. It wasn't until he was dying for the sin itself because God had to separate himself from that sin. He couldn't, that was the one thing he couldn't go through with Christ, and that was the death of sin on the cross. So he endured up until that. He stayed with him up until that moment. And that was the moment that Christ cried out and said, why have you forsaken me? So it it just is like it it boggles my mind, you know, when people, we we have to, oh, Lord, sorry, 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 sorry. Because we as believers, we have to get, we do have to get that visual inside of our understanding that when we are in his will, 
and we are enduring. He is there. He is there during the whole thing. It might not feel like he is there. It might not seem like he is there, but he is there because we are in his will. Mm. Mm. But it's when we are working in the sin of things that he has to separate himself because he's not gonna he's not going to dirty himself with sin. But when we are in his will, he will endure mm. with this is like wow. Okay, okay, okay. Because he—that's when I mean. Think about it. Christ went through forty branches, and then he had to walk a mile or more. No, not, we don't know how far. We this is but I don't know off the top of my head. He had to carry his own death from the beating all the way to the mount. Mm. So mm-hmm. that was that wasn't him because in the flesh thereof he was already weak. He had already lost a lot of blood. So God was there during mm. that whole thing. So again, how much more so will he be there with us as mm. long as we're within his will? As long as you, but now when you turn and you try to do your own thing and you're outside his will, that's when it's like you like you can you'll know the difference. You will know the difference between when you're going through it with him and when you're going through it without him. And it's like, wow, this no, let me get back in order. This ain't right. You know, he there's a, there there is a there is a there's a difference in how it feels, and it's just like now you just got to say, you know what, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for complaining. I'm sorry for not knowing that this is how. Because in this world, he never said, and that's and that's the one thing. If anybody can find a scripture that says. We are going to be living on a bed of roses and that we'll be skipping through tulips and we're going to have sunshine every day and all of that. Show me. And that's why there are so many people walking away from God because they think God is supposed to make the life easy. And, yes, he makes it, he makes it endurable because he says he who endures to the end. He didn't say who, who's like, it just, it, it, he didn't say it's going to be easy to the end. He said he who endures to the end. And when we endure, that means he is, he is with us making sure that it's not as bad as it could have been without me. It's not as bad as it could have been without me. You, that, that loved one who was sick for years, or months, or days, and then you're blaming God. It could have been worse if it wasn't for him. And it's like when you get that understanding, he was there. He was there the whole time holding your hand, comforting you, keeping you, enduring it with you, trying to make sure that it didn't, it didn't, burden you so bad that once it was over, now you could come out on the other side still with your joy intact, still with peace intact, 
still able to to move and, and live and breathe. Look at those who are without him, that once that loved one dies, they're bitter and angry and just they, they, they're stuck. But with him, you're still able to go on and move. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to say this and I'm going to go back on you. But when my mom got sick, and I thought it would be, and, and I say this because the, the longest, and now I get the new revelation today, better revelation of it. When my mom got sick, I had just turned back to God. Not that maybe a year or so before I had really, you know, gave my commitment back to him. I was trying to, you know, live my life right you know, for him and through him. And I wasn't doing everything right. Nobody, I mean, y'all fall short, whatever. But the thing was, when my mom got sick, I thought there was something wrong with me because everybody else was kind of sad. But I was just like, you know, I was going, you know, me and God was having conversations. Me and my mom had come to a a better understanding of each other on so many levels. And I was just like, you know, it's it's going to be okay. However it turns out, it's going to be okay. You know what I mean? And when she died, I didn't cry. I cried some out of anger at what I knew was it was unnecessary. But when it was all said and done, it was like I was I was okay. I didn't get stuck in it. That was the one thing I didn't get stuck in. And for a while, the enemy had me thinking, well, you must not have loved her enough because you didn't cry like everybody else. You didn't feel the loss like everybody else. But now knowing what I'm finding out now, he was with me even then, helping me endure that whole time, helping me, giving me that comfort and that understanding of everything that whole time. So when I got to the end of it, it didn't break me. Because my mom was my main support system. Like, she was my ride or die. So it's like now knowing that he was there holding me the whole time. And then the same thing with my son. That whole time when he was born, 30 days in the hospital, 30 days every day, back and forth back and forth from the time I got before I went to work and then going to work and then going after work and then, you know, that whole time just just there and being, and he was there. And, and at first I was like, well, I must be going crazy. Maybe I should, you know, I, but the whole time. So he's there. He is there. Don't think he's not. He is that buffer. He is that he is he is what holds back the tide and just I'm done. Okay, I'm done. Okay. Sam, while you was doing that, um, it was coming to me for image without suffering we 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 hold on to 
But we need to go through the suffering in order in order to have image with substance. Did you say image without suffering? Okay, we tend to look for image without you know, we tend to go to image without suffering. That's what we that's what we rather take on. But we have to take on the suffering in order to have that image with substance. What do you mean by image? Okay, because a lot of, okay, like what we see, people like to say, well, you know, your first impression, how you look on the outside. But many times, if you haven't gone through anything, what's really inside of you? Hmm. And see, when people see you go through stuff, and even when you see yourself go through stuff, you're seeing it, you're living it, you're um, feeling it. And it's not just put on as a facade. Just like when um, a person just got finished talking about being around her mom, she said she didn't cry. But then, too, she was there with her. When my dad passed away, I didn't really cry, but I was there with him until he took his last breath. I saw the things that he was going through. I talked with him. I appreciated each day that he had before he took his last breath. In the meantime, I prayed for him. I prayed for me. I prayed for my household. And I am sad that he's gone. But um, the heavy shedded and tears wasn't there because I understood by being there with him what he went through, helping him get through it, you know, and just being there to help to uh, hold him up until it was time for him to go to glory. And see, some people, they tend to be around situations and they'll act on cue. So are we going to be a person, are we going to be a people that's going to act on cue, or are we going to go ahead and go through the trials and tribulations we need to go through in order to be a stronger people? Okay, I'm going on mute. Okay. Anybody else got anything? Anybody else got anything? All right, anybody got anything going once? Anybody got anything going twice? Anybody got anything going three times? All right, if that's the case, then... I will say it's prayer time. And I guess Maria's. Are you there, Miss Maria? It's time I'll go second. Okay, who says second? Renee. Oh, okay. All right. Maria, Maria, Maria. Da 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 da.
Maria. Yes. Hi, Maria. Hey, hold on before you say something. Um, I, 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 Felicia. Oh my God. Okay, that would be. I wrote down when you was was talking when you were reading, and I wrote down willingly, offered, mm. endured, mm. choices. Mm. And learn. We have in all of that. That's this is what he did for us. He was willingly offered and endured. He chose this mm-hmm. walk. And if, when we surrender our lives, we have to be willing, <laughs> willing to be willing vessels to endure. Now, the same words apply to us. Now, we're going to suffer because of the choices, but you have to learn. Mm. You have to learn to, be, learn to walk because he's going to be those willing vessels. So he's willing. He, I mean, those words are just like jumped out and you spoke them because it applies all things, not just every now and then, all things. Suffer, bleed, and die. We're going to have to suffer, bleed, and die for him because he's done it for us. <laughs> Keeping our eyes on him won't make the issue. It will make the issue easy because he already will and death for him. So he's going to be there, right? Like Felicia said, right there with you. Through it all. Woo! But anyway, I'm going to pass up. I'm ready. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so we had to stand and stand there for us. Mm. Do not take our eyes off him, because when she says you take your eyes off him, you're losing focus. Don't feel as bad when you go when you go when you when you when we are in flesh. So you have to turn to spirit, mind, body, and soul to spirit to him. Oh Lord, let me see. go ahead and pray. Ooh, I'm gonna I'm gonna just rock a little bit. Take a minute, rocking chair. <laughs> I'm on mute. I'm ready. Problem. Willing, endure, suffering. Choices. Hmm. Hmm. Willing to hear, to learn, choosing to walk, to trust, to suffer, to endure. To the end, to not pull back, but to press on. These are choices that you have been making as you've been going through. And you realize that it's a struggle. 
It's just I, I, I envision you walking knee-deep in sand but still trudging your way through. Recognizing that you've only gotten to this point because of God. And trusting him to bring you through to the end. Mm. Oh, Jesus. You have changed. When you started out on the journey, you were caught up in you. You will complain. You you would do it. You will walk. But but our mouths would run. Now, mm, you're becoming more like Jesus on that cross. If it don't need to be said, I ain't saying it. I'm focusing on what I need to endure to the end. I'm not letting my mouth run away rapping because it's going to get me in trouble. I recognize that my words are power, and I choose to shut my mouth. Oh, my God. And I'm letting God continue to cover and carry me to the end. Holy Spirit, continue to impart knowledge Wisdom, understanding, grace, mercy, favor, whatever it is that your daughter needs so she can persevere and do the work that you've called her to do. She is choosing to trudge ahead, Lord. And I say that word, trudge. It takes an effort with every step, but she is resting in you. She is not allowing herself to be distracted but she is trusting, seeking, and allowing you to work those things out in her life that need to be worked out, Lord. She is allowing the word to enter in, Father, and do the work that it is qualified and fit to do, Lord. So Holy Spirit, just continue to grab hold of your child and love on her and keep her in perfect peace. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Oh, she done came out the background. Oh, oh, wait a minute. This is the friend that you was talking about firing? <laughs> the word is divorce. <laughs> what you say? Huh? 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 The word is divorce and separation. Oh, oh, divorce. I'm sorry. Okay, let mm-hmm. me get language right. Mm-hmm. Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> Well, I guess that means it's time for um, Miss Renee. You there, Renee? Yeah, I'm here. All right. Oh, 
Father God, help her to hear you distinctly, Lord, as I was praying earlier about lines of demarcation between our spirit, soul, and body, Lord. Help her to hear you amidst the difference from her body and from her soul and from the enemy, Lord. She needs to know the distinction of the voices, Lord, so she will be able to recognize when her spirit is talking, when her soul is talking, and when her body is talking. She needs to know the differences between those voices and that of the Holy Spirit and the enemy, Father. So, Father God, I'm asking you to continue to give her clarity and discernment in those areas and arenas. Who wants to go next? You can pray for me now, sir. I'm going to pray for your crew. Well, let's start with Jakira. Wally Horton, Oh, Father God, help him to come forth. Help him to come forth, Father. Help him to rise up and move in that which you want him to do, Lord. Keep him. Wrap your arms around him and love on him. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thomas Lawrence. Patricia Arnold, hundred to go into the gun, 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 to go into the gasa, Sakara. Punch Jalen, Janai, Kanisha, Aiden, and Charles. Hoshi to go say, she 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 so we got Maria Mathis. She should go Ramboshi to Gassandra. She should go say she to go say she to go say she to go Brandica. Saka. Tony Eigner. Hi, Yadagon. Now I know Erica's starting to score on my feet. Why couldn't he just keep going? You did with everybody else? <laughs> hey, look how.
Okay, so it's like really, in all honesty, like stop, turn around, and go back to start. That That's what I hear. Like he's moving yeah. in a direction, and it's just like hit your brakes, stop, turn around, and go back to start. You got to reformat, son. You got to reformat. You, 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 you're missing what you need. Ooh, oh, wow. But what the beauty of it is, somehow he's recognizing that he's missing something. See, he, 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 something has triggered in him. Amen. That, 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 that I'm missing something. So went on in this journey, and that's what he would have. He would have just come, went on, and went on about whatever. But no, something is saying, and he's he's receiving it. He ain't, he don't quite understand it, but he's recognized. Wait a minute, something? No, uh, uh-uh. uh, something's different. Mm-hmm. Huh? I don't know what it is, and I got to go back to stop. He don't understand, but he knows something ain't right. He's hearing, he's discerning, and he's receiving. So help him, Daddy God. Because we were just talking about how we have to unlearn and relearn. Help him, Daddy God. God, see if we oh, you are the potter and we the clay. And remake us. All of us in some fashion a broken vessel. All of us in some form or fashion got some hurt, pain, rejection, yeah, a disrepair. But daddy God, you are the potter. We are the clay. And you can supernaturally surpass the natural and do what needs to be done. And that's what you're going to do in this man's life. As soon as he gets back to restart, because now he's recognizing, I, I don't even have a desire to go for Now he's recognizing he don't know what to do, but he knows something needs to be done. As soon as he's right in that position, then you can begin to remake him into who you called him to be, Father. He's beginning to cut stuff loose. He's beginning to say, no, it's not going to happen. He's beginning to say, wait a minute, hold up. I got to hear from God first before I do anything. He's beginning to make the correct decisions so he can walk. After that, which you've called him to walk, he is beginning to choose you, Lord, above all. Help him to continue to walk in that manner. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Man, we getting down. We getting there. I'm about to really make it. Because I'm going to pray for your daddy's wife. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. Amen. <laughs> amen, Lord. <laughs> it's about to get real good or <laughs> her name is her name is Barbara, so you can be specific. <laughs> got ten minutes before the call ends. Is that gonna be enough time? Mm, I don't know. know it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Well, you know, let's go ahead and hit on the I don't know. We're talking about at least 48 of my years, which is all my years. So, <laughs> hey, she about 67, 68. So, hey, it might take them 10 minutes. Just let him know. <laughs> Just holler when we got a minute left, Pam. <laughs> okay. Well, but at least I'm on the house phone. I hear the signal go off. I won't keep talking. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Lord. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, Jesus. Well, I tell you what, let me pray for your church before I pray for your for your Barbara. I just said it like that. <laughs> <laughs> my Barbara. My Barbara. Uh, okay, uh, yeah, I caught, I caught that, too. <laughs> well, I was about to say something else, and I know, like, I don't know, because I hear you driving. I can hear you. No, no, here I come. <laughs> right. I'm trying to right. assign ownership. Okay. Right. Look, I, look. I will make a detour and do <laughs> seventy-five north so quick. Ah! <laughs> I'll see you by tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was gonna say something, but let, anyway, let me know. Okay. Right. <laughs> oh Lord. <clears throat> let me pray for Erica's church, Father God. Yamboko rombo yera da kande shere da kubose dere da kandrande da kusada dere da kumboko rande da kusada. Haya da. Yera da kumbrande ke, yera da kumbrode ka. Ooh. Mm. Well, this is funny. You know, like when you're playing with children and you're wrestling with them and, you know, you're letting them pull you down or whatever, but you just put your arm on them and keep them there and they struggle and they can't go nowhere. It's like, you know, okay, uh-huh, I got you. And they they wrestling with all of their strength. And you're you just really playing with them. And that's literally why how I see God dealing with your church. I'm going to let you just sit here in this computer mm-hmm. so you get it right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let you sit here and struggle. Oh, Jesus. Now, see, this is the difference. I was just praying for Tony and that he realizes something missing. They ain't even there. But in my love, I'm going to let you struggle. Because sooner or later, you all are going to come together and recognize, you know what? We need to make some significant changes starting with each and every one of us in order for us to get the ship right. So, Father God, continue to work how you know it needs to be worked for that church. Continue to move. No, you need to move. So they can line up and come together and you before they try to go any direction, <laughs> that they're going to go, oh, God. Oh, that's real funny. So the directions that they're going to try to go, they're literally going to be going around in circles, and you're going to probably sit up here and look at it and shake your head. Yeah, we can do this. We can do that. We can do that. And they're going to end up going in one big old circle until they come to the point like, you know what? In unison, God help us. So... You just watch. You do whatever God tells you to do. But lean on them for them to get this correct. In Jesus' name, I pray, Amen. Amen. But did you say? Did you say? 
I do what God tells me to do and what? I say you do what God tells you to do in regard to your church. Okay. You know, in other words, you're going to see this situation. It ain't really for you. It's, it's for you to observe and to make whatever deposits, see, whatever needs to be done, you know, do it. But, you know, don't get emotionally involved in the craziness. Don't it, that all that doesn't uh, just like you came and you dropped the seed and your dad and you left. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. So you 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 in other words you've got a part to play, more so as a, a, a you know a, a, like a, a, you, in other words this it's that mess that they got straight out you got a part to play but yours is not the major role because you're not the one that's in confusion. But because you're the only one that can help get them out of confusion whenever they're able to receive whatever it is a guy wants to give them, then give them the nugget and then keep it moving. Okay. So you say you can deal with that one, huh? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I that's really what I've been feeling lately. Mm. You know, we had a discussion about the interviews that we had and you know everybody is so picky about what they don't know what they're picky about (laughs) you know so they want this you know this person to possess all these qualities and they they don't they don't even understand that they um, don't even know what's best for them. Mm-hmm. You know, like- everybody has say-so and, and want to have the authority to decide and choose and also be the one to, um, I guess, sort of sit in a place of... Power. It's Yeah, power, but it's, you know, also judgment because, I you know, I, I pose these questions and I just don't see where they will benefit or I see their weaknesses here. And basically they said there is not one candidate that I feel can lead us. There is this one particular person that I feel has good qualities, but, you know, I'm not sure if he's the person for the church and maybe we just need to continue you know, uh, with our process. And, you know, and I can respect that if they knew what they were talking about. (laughs) You know, it's like they made such an abrupt decision last year with the person that they chose that stayed three weeks, two or three weeks, that they're so fearful now, so they're even more blinded because they don't want to make the same mistake they made last time. But, again, they don't even know. They really don't know what mistake they made to avoid, let alone know what they're looking for to make appropriate decisions. I'm going I'm to just ask this question, which I kind of think I already know the answer. Had they ever discussed about maybe fasting and praying and all coming together before God as a church and seeing what direction God might want to do? Um, yes and no. So maybe discussed it, definitely didn't do it, huh? Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know, and my thing is, do y'all know we've been doing this mm, almost three years? 
<laughs> going on two years, you know, two years strong. Mm-hmm. So wait, wait. when they said maybe we need to, you know, continue to search, you know, my my spirit just got weak. I was like, you know what? <laughs> but you know what? In, in God's love, <laughs> they can do it in another five. They don't care. <laughs> I mean, you can't. See, we the one who's caught up in time. Right. You need to get it right. So he keep them going around in a circle until they finally come to some type of understanding. And then, oh, okay, now you got it. Right. Pray for Jayla. She on the phone. Oh, no problem. You got a minute or two left. I was just about to say how much time we got. Let me for you. She hiding? She in class or something? Mm, no, she's not in class. She's sitting in the cafeteria, though. Oh, okay. Or in the pit or something. No, I'm not. I'm walking back to my room. Okay. My bad. Hello, how are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm pretty good. You sound so sweet and innocent. <laughs> oh, thanks. She is sweet and innocent. She is sweet and innocent. Don't get it twisted. Hey, Apple. <laughs> Hi, Auntie. Love you, baby. Love you, too. Can you add a person on the list? Sure. Um, his, his name is Derek Coleman. Derek Coleman? Yes. Okay. 